What does freedom mean? Tune in to LRN.FM to find out. LRN.FM is the Liberty Radio Network, a collection of live talk radio and podcasts, all coming from a principled pro-liberty perspective. LRN.FM show hosts aren't left, right, or conspiracy kooks. You can tune in 24-7 to LRN.FM via your phone, computer, satellite, and more. Listen free anytime at LRN.FM. That's LRN.FM. You're listening to KKSM AM 1320 Oceanside. Parental discretion is advised. Because the place is here and the time is now. I have two words for you. Predator drones. You will never see it coming. I think I'm joking. Drones are being used in drone strikes, and I support that entirely and feel the president was right. There's a reason why we shouldn't be using drones. It's because we don't just take out the target. We take out a lot of innocent civilians in these countries where these drones attack. But this is basically blowing up in our faces. We've seen the blowback all across the Middle East. What if our foreign policy of the past century is deeply flawed and has not served our national security interests? I hate categories. Categories okay if you're going to the grocery store. But for me, the category screwed a lot of people up. We'll make everything metal. Blacker than the blackest black times infinity. Free Thought Radio, San Diego's source for heavy metal and other genres that are ignored by mainstream radio. San Diego's only libertarian talk show in a conservative-dominated market. More hard-hitting journalism than even the professionals themselves. Free Thought Radio, free speech, free expression, and free snow call! Only on KKSM Oceanside, AM 1320. The Radio Revolution. Podcast airing on LRN.FM, the Liberty Radio Network. As it applies to you and me, our country isn't free. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Free Thought Radio. I'm your host, Alex Fiddle. Mondays, 6 to 9 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, only on KKSM. AM 1320, The Radio Revolution, also on Cox Cable Channel 957 in the San Diego County area. You can also listen live on the interwebs at freethoughtmedia.org slash live. And don't worry, sometime down the road, I will actually have a real freethoughtmedia.org website. But right now, it's just kind of like a scratch site with a live page. Um it also streams uh, or podcasts on the LRN.FM Liberty Radio Network weekly podcast loop and on iTunes, of course. Search for Free Thought and look for Free Thought AAC. And now we're t- continuing to get barraged by a bunch of uh, media distractions from a uh, possible war in Syria. And yes, it is a war. Don't let these uh, uh, wordsmiths say that, oh, well, it's planes from the air dropping bombs or, or cruise missiles coming from ships at sea. That's not, or that's not technically a war. <laughs> I, I don't buy it. Bombs are bombs, and war is war, and and liars are liars, and and they're using all kinds of media distractions. First, you got Miley Cyrus is twerking. Now she comes out with a new video where she's naked and stuff, and on a wrecking ball. Another distraction. I mean, how is her music socially uh, beneficial to our consciousness and our awareness? I don't regard it. I, I think she'll go down in the history books as the, the, the distraction uh, for a possible, you know, thing that could 
you know, lead to some world devastation like a war with Syria, pulling Iran and um, everything like that. But we'll talk a lot about that a little later in the show. Uh, but I want to bring on somebody uh, that makes music that is uh, kind of socially beneficial, uh, music that uh, benefits the mind as as opposed to just mindless dribble. Um, this He's from the band called... Rebel Inc. and he is the lead vocalist. Joining me now is Adam Armstrong. He's the vocalist of the band Rebel Inc. Adam, welcome to the program. Thanks for having me, Alex. Appreciate it very much, man. No problem. So talk a bit about uh, how you got into music um, and, and what you think uh, art is supposed to be and what it is not currently in the, in the mainstream music scene. Well, uh, I got into music originally because uh, I started out kind of being a poet, um, and then uh, Kevin, our guitar player, and I have been really good friends for a long time, and uh, we started writing some music together uh, probably about 15 years ago or so. It was kind of uh, back when like Dave Matthews was the big thing, so we were writing a totally different kind of music, um, and then we kind of started opening up our eyes to the world and what it really was and started getting really angry about it, so... Uh, we kind of focused our music more upon uh, the social and political structure of, uh, of the country and the world, and that anger and aggression has kind of uh, stayed with us <laughs> uh, through today, and I imagine we'll continue on, but uh, that anger stems from love of, you know, of people and our community and uh, the brothers and sisters that we get to travel around and see. But um, I think that you're going to actually, I think you're seeing a lot more of this kind of stuff in the art now, now today. Um, there's been a struggle in the country for a long time now. And, uh, you know, people are feeling really pinched. And when it comes to those types of uh, times, I feel like you'll have some of the most beautiful art uh, start to come out of people, you know, because when things are great for everybody, um, they spend their time doing other things, you know. But when people are on the hard times, they kind of start finding themselves internally. Uh, and finding oh, yeah. something that they can release release some of that stress about, you know. So whether you're painting a picture or whether you're taking pictures or whether you're playing music or whether you're a composer uh, or whatever it may be, you know. Um, but I think the mainstream is going to kind of try to still shut down the, uh, you know, when you're talking about social and political things that uh, they don't want getting out into the mainstream, mm -hmm. you know. So it's going to be a struggle for bands like Rebel Inc. and for other bands that are talking about freedom, uh, you know, and fighting, fighting back, and being the resistance against you know corruption. Uh, so it's going to be an up, an uphill battle, but uh, a battle that's going to have to get fought at some point, nonetheless. So we uh, we look forward to it. Definitely. And for those listening, it's it's Rebel Inc., but not I N K like tattoos. I N C. Uh, talk a bit about when the band was formed. You know what the the political climate was at the time, and uh, why you guys chose the name, and and, and how you guys evolved to today. Well, we, uh, we actually started out in Baltimore in 2007. Uh, three of us are originally from Detroit, Michigan, and with the auto industry taking a huge dive, uh, you know, pretty much everybody out there was related to the auto industry in one way or another. Uh, so Kevin, a guitar player, took work out in Baltimore, and then slowly but surely, uh, myself and Brian, the drummer, um, over the next year and a half kind of moved out there and uh, we really put the pedal to the metal when it came to music. Um, back home in Detroit, we're fortunate. We, uh, we moved from Michigan to Baltimore. Kevin, our guitar player, started in like 2007. I'm sorry, 2006. And then uh, Brian and myself moved out there in 2007. And 
really focused on the music. Um, so we were pretty much working our uh, day jobs and then just spending the rest of the time practicing, writing, recording, and getting ready. Uh, 2008, we were picked up to go on tour uh, by Iraq Veterans Against the War, um, awesome. which are you know a group of a, yeah a group of a group of men and women who you know in, in their young and mid 20s, late 20s that have already served one or two you know tours in Iraq or Afghanistan, and uh, we're starting to awaken to the fact that you know we had no business being over there, and uh, so we went to the most deployed, the most heavily deployed military bases in the country to play with them, and we were very well received. You know, we were we were very worried at the time. Um, how we'd be taken, but uh, I think the, the people understood that we supported our brothers and sisters without actually supporting the war, mm-hmm. um, and that actually our support to end the war and bring them back home is a much greater support than sending them supplies, you know, to, to basically to fund the war more. Exactly. But uh, the political climate then was the political climate then was crazy because you know the uh, uh, the economy is still down, is still down. Uh, and we were in the war for five, six, seven years, and we accomplished nothing out of it. You know, so they were starting to get a lot of questions, and at the same time, you have a lot of people at that time that were starting to talk about, you know, September 11, 2001, all over again. You know, so that's uh, it was really a great time for us to enter into uh, the political and social scene with this type of music. Um, it's pretty much a door that was cracked open that we just ended up kicking in and, and starting a fire. So definitely. And, and certainly like you mentioned with the, with the Iraq war that, you know, you don't have to support the war to support the troops. I mean, it's better to have them not die. You know, Henry Kissinger said that military men are nothing but dumb, stupid animals to be used as, as pawns in the chess game of foreign policy. Uh, so it would certainly be better, uh, that if we just, uh, kept them home and, 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 uh, ascribe to, you know, the Oath Keepers model of only using it for defense only and respecting the constitution. So how does, how do things like that? Why, why did you guys choose the name Rebel, Rebel Inc, uh, the incorporated? What, what? Oh, uh, well, we chose the name, Re- yeah, we, we chose the name Rebel Inc because we, I mean, it's kind of a paradox and a tongue in cheek of, you know, uh, of kind of having this awareness to people that like everything can be bottled and sold to you. Everything oh, yeah. you know, uh, they can they, they can say that you're the free that you are absolutely free that you live in absolute freedom while you have chains on your ankles and your wrists. Mm-hmm. But as long as they tell you you're free, you're going to believe you're free. You know, um, and it's the same thing with the revolution that people have to be careful of because these people at the top they know all about war and they know all about all kinds of wars, not just like you know artillery war. They got the drug war. They got the war on your health. They got the war for your mind, but they mm-hmm. play both sides of everything, you know, so they are the good guy and the bad guy, you know, taking yep. care of both sides. So um, you have to be real careful uh, that you have to make sure you maintain your individual revolution inside of your own mind uh, at the same time as, you know, still forming alliances with your brothers and sisters that share similar concepts. Mm-hmm. Um, but you have to be aware that there's people out there that will bottle the revolution to you and sell it, and it's the fake revolution. Uh, you, and you have to be aware of not buying into something that's just going to basically, uh, you know, put basically patch up a hole for a couple years or something before it bursts open another hole down the line. Yep, and just like you mentioned with fake revolutions, you guys started in 2007. That's where the whole hope and change thing came from. You know, the fake revolution of President Obama, and you know he got he sold out real quick to the Goldman Sachs and the corporations went to Bilderberg in 2008. Uh, where he and Hillary negotiated who was going to be the nominee 
and and so you know a repeat of George Bush killing plenty of children overseas and and like he said you know they they these big guys these elites these corporations uh, try to say that they're because I know you guys wear cop block shirts and Oath Keepers shirts. Um, yep. Do you, do you think that uh, corporations lie about supporting free markets when they don't? When they you know they uh, give you everything like uh, under an incorporated thing and you, you know they sell sell like you know they restrict things to you so you could only have one choice in in things. Uh, do you think that they they obstruct this notion of voluntarism? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I, you know, I think, uh, and I think at the same time too that I mean, when you look at the, the grand scale of things, these corporations all work inside of themselves. So you have this corporation doing business as this, doing business as this, doing business as this. So you can have one corporation with forty sub corporations underneath it. So they're constantly doing business with themselves only. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's the same type of thing. You know, these people can also play both sides of the ball. You know, so they can, you have these same people, for example, like with uh, GMO ingredients in food nowadays, like yep. rather than change, rather than change the ingredients to actually be non, you know, non-GMO, they're changing legislation to consider what GMO actually is, you know, so it's, they, they find these little loopholes to every little thing that they can, and if they can play both sides, they will, but they'll also figure out a way eventually to alter whatever was pure for even if for a moment um, to make it, you know, impure <laughs> at some random time down the line, you know. So it's, uh, it's basically selling people what they want for a short period of time and then changing it to selling them what you want to sell them yeah. at some point in time. Yet they all still believe it was what they had in the beginning. Mm-hmm. And certainly they all, they all use government to, to do that because there's no better way for corporations to get ahead than to use a gun to get their way, and what better way to use a gun than to put a badge on somebody? So therefore, they have a legal impunity to do so, as government has a legal monopoly on, on the use of lethal violence. Um, how do you how do you think that things like that, um, uh, you know, the government's monopoly on violence, um, how that you know plays into these guys' role of trying to you know that we that that we need them, that we can't grow our own food voluntarily, that we can't you know, be entrepreneurs voluntarily uh, or to support ourselves that we have to rely on them and, you know, they, 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 that we have to rely on the UPC codes or, or not, and they're the ones that are pushing for RFID chips on everything to track everything using force. I mean, uh, why can't they just leave us alone, put the government guns down? Yeah, it's, and I tell you what, like, because people are so conditioned now, they've been desensitized a million times over, and they're conditioned from day one to submit to authority. I mean, as soon as you're put into a state-sponsored school, mm-hmm. um, you know, you're conditioned to have to answer to an authoritarian, you know, view. Um, you know, you have to raise your hand to use the bathroom and all that kind of stuff. If you don't get in a straight yep. line, then when you're coming back from recess, you know, you got detention. And oh, yeah. <laughs> it's just, and then, and, and, and the parents are dissociated from their children, and the children are dissociated from the school. So, and so the parents are dissociated from the school. So when you have kids that may, may be even doing the right thing, uh, the school will view them as a problem and tell the parents. And then you have the parents punishing children for actually doing the right thing. But they also fall under that authoritarian view of, well, you know, your teacher said you did this or whatever, and it doesn't matter what you say, even though you're my child, like, you know, there's, you're going to be punished. <laughs> but uh, I think that the corporations have the best cover uh, because they have the, go- the, the government as cover. They, they run the government, you know. It's, 
that whoever controls the money supply, period, controls society. You know, exactly. and if we're going to be using this do- this dollar that's pr- that's printed and given value by the Federal Reserve Bank. Um, who controls our money supply. It's not the United States government. It is the Federal Reserve Bank, uh, which is a private company. Mm-hmm. Um, they, they control our money supply. So that would be like all of us, you know, being like, hey, you know, Kmart, will you control our money supply for us? Yeah. <laughs> you know, give it the value that you give it whatever value you want, and then you tell us what it's worth. And, you know, that's, <laughs> but people don't realize that. Um, but whoever is controlling the money supply is controlling everything. Everything. And so as long as we have these corporations basically buying the government, they have the cloak of government, which is the ultimate authority to the majority of the public people. They view government as the authority, whatever my government says, whatever the, you know, my, the police officers say, whatever you know, anybody says involved with government, like that's what I'm going to follow because I'm on board for their authority, <laughs> you know. Yep. But uh, there's, a lot of, there's a lot of people waking up nowadays. Um, Especially, you know, when you have music like this traveling around, and there's more than just Rebel Inc. You know, you have guys like Jordan Page uh, and a lot of other bands that are starting to get out there and get more notoriety. So uh, you have people that are seeing people talk about what they've been thinking for months or years or have thought at some point in time. And, you know, I think you got people that are starting to come together. Uh, still very divided, still very divided, but uh, there's progress, even though it may be slow. Progress is being made uh, towards a brighter future. Definitely. And like you mentioned with, with corporate authority, they use the government's force to prevent you from doing things like growing your own. And, 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 and that's just, you know, an, an authority. It's, a, it's an illusion of the mind. Why, why, what's so bad? There's no, there's, it's like a victimless crime of growing food. But, but back, going back to the early 1900s, they made it illegal so you can't compete with these corporations by being self-sufficient. And that... I know that slowly building up, it, it creeps our way into the school systems, like you mentioned, uh, which basically, you know, anybody who is an individualist, anybody who thinks for themselves, acts for themselves, shows a little bit of getting outside of that herd mentality of just having no self-identity. How do you think uh, uh, individualism being yourself plays into rock and roll as well as libertarianism or liberty in general and humanity? Well, I think uh, I think maintaining uh, being an individual is uh, is very important. Um, at the same time, obviously, I think that you know working together with other people is also extremely important. Uh, but the bottom line is, is is you have to maintain you know who you are, um, and and hope to not be misled by you know lies that you're taking as truth. Mm-hmm. Um, but as far as you know, like being in being in the band and, and rock and roll, like we. This particular band, like, we're not about image. Mm-hmm. You know, we're about doing what we believe in and what we're passionate about. Um, you know, so much of rock and roll or anything, pop or whatever you want to pick, any genre of music, everybody feels like they have to dress a certain way to be considered, you know, rock or punk or whatever. Yep. And it's like, nah, you can dress, you can still dress however the hell you want. You know, the stuff that I wear on stage, I wear out to the store, you know, to wherever I'm going. Like, I don't have to put makeup on or, you know, like tie the scarf around my neck or spend 45 minutes getting ready, <laughs> you know, like I'm, I'm just being me and, you know, me just being me. And then you add, you know, these other guys in this band, you know, being themselves. And, and at the same time too, we have to make sacrifices to, uh, you know, for each other to make things work out properly. You know, um, the reality of life is, is we can't all have what we want all the time, every time, you know, but, uh, being an individual, I think, is very important uh, in maintaining who you are 
And I also think that, uh, you know, obviously letting other people who are real individuals into your life, uh, you can make really great communities and really great teams of people, you know, that, uh, that build good things together. Mm-hmm. Definitely. And, and it's definitely, uh, goes back to, uh, how the schools condition people to not be like that, how to, and it takes away from people's honesty. They go and they don't know how to be themselves. They have insecurities, so they pick on other people. They, uh, yep. they, they, you know, they go in and do what they're told, and, and then they, uh, they ended up like, uh, like you're saying, people are conditioned to accept authority. And I think this, I want to ask you a question about the song "Police State" because we're currently being conditioned to accept all this new authority from the probably those police forces are, are made up by the same people that were in, told to be not be themselves in school. They're insecure, and they're going to do what they're told. Um, what, what's the danger of the police state, and what do you think about all these little conditionings that are going on, whether it's Watertown or there's even one in... I live in, a, like, a really small beach town on uh, in Southern California where, like, <laughs> it's the last place you'll find a terrorist, but they already had an incident where they brought out an armored vehicle in a Chris Dorner t- t- type situation. A couple of officers got shot at by this guy who was a little troubled, according to their official story, which probably uh, I'd, I'd love to see something more independent. But it, it, they brought out the armored vehicles, and it was a big show. Uh, wh- what do you make of all this stuff kind of just happening and, and being more and more prevalent every day, hoping to condition more people as it goes along until they eventually accept it totally? Yeah, I think that's what you're seeing right now. I think you're seeing the beginning of the conditioning of the American people to accept uh, military SWAT team and police forces kicking down doors in the neighborhood. Um, so that way, you know, once again, they become conditioned to that. No matter what happens, there won't be a resistance to it in the future, you know. Um, and, and the unfortunate part of it is, is there's nobody to say what's that justified reason to, you know, kick somebody's door in and start dropping, you know, M4s in front of their faces, yeah. you know, assault weapons to their, you know, to their faces, mm-hmm. um, you know, women and children. And, you know, it doesn't matter what country you're from. I mean, if, if, if you're in any country and somebody's kicking your door down and throwing automatic weapons in your face, it's, uh, you know, you're going to crap your pants and uh, be scared and, uh, and, and live in fear. But you're seeing that desensitization now go down and there's, a lot of the stories, there's been no validity to them, I mean, all the way from the Boston bombers. Um, there was never even any proof of these kids dropping backpacks. Like, they, they talk about the video for all these other things, and it's like, well, there's no video of these guys dropping backpacks. Mm-hmm. You know, so we're on this limited information, again, you know, of the mainstream media and what they're willing to provide for us. Oh, yeah. Uh, and we already all know that the, we already all know that the FBI and CIA do anything and everything they can to cover up whatever. Yep. So, uh, unfortunately, unfortunately, we're on their stage. You know, we're on their stage. The world is a stage, and they're going to play us all, and they're going to make us buy a ticket every day to it. And if we don't buy a ticket, then they're going to use their authority in some manner, um, you know, to put us in a prison cell or to fine us or, you know, figure out a way to make our lives hell. Definitely. But, uh People, people are slowly awakened to the to the police state, you know. And uh, you, you have groups like CopBlock.org, uh, which are out there every day all over the country now. In fact, I've seen them in, in the UK, Australia, uh, all over the world. You know, where people are starting to, you know, wake up to, to their rights. You know, because you don't learn what your rights are when you're a kid. Um, you learn what rules to follow. Yep. You know, so 
people are awakened to the fact of like, wait a minute, I have rights, and these rights are granted to me by a power that's greater than any of the authorities on the planet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you yep. know, whether it's a government or police force or military, like they don't grant me this right. This, these rights come from something even higher. You know, regardless of what you may believe in and religion or anything like that, your mm-hmm. personal rights come from a place that are greater than any of these authorities, you know, but, um, yeah, the people now that are willing to, Hey, you can tap my phone calls. I mean, it's, there's, and there's millions of these people go ahead and tap my phone, uh, put cams in my house if you want. Um, you know, read all my emails. Like I got nothing to hide, you know? And it's like, it's not about having anything to hide. It's about you having the right to your privacy, Yep. you know, which is part of your individualism. It's part of you being you and you have the right to conceal whatever you want of it, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, the unfortunate reality of it is, is we're always going to have good and evil people. Um, so it's going to be, you know, having a few bad apples ruin everything for, you know, hundreds of other great apples. <laughs> you, you know, so, but uh, that's, that's an unfortunate way to live. Like, you know, you shouldn't have to, uh, to live in, in something that's built around a few bad people when you have a majority of great people. And I really do believe that the majority of people in this country and beyond are good people. Um, and we're letting ourselves be ruled by the by the few evil that uh, that we let roll around. Definitely, and, and like, just like With you no said, repercussion. yeah. Uh, I have I have my own questions about about the Boston bombing that I uh, on the internet where things are much more open. There are a whole bunch of people with backpacks on, but only on the mainstream TV. They picked those two guys, and and, and then the whole thing ensued, and. And and let's say for a moment that they let's go along with their yeah, yeah a lot of the people you were seeing with those backpacks on they had uh, they had military gear on SWAT gear like on I mean stuff that looked like you know earpieces in a bit strange you know yeah. maybe it's another one of those training programs where everything went exactly wrong and they thought it was training and it turned out to be real you know and now you got uh, you got New York City pumping all kinds of gas through the you know through the New York subway yep. lines as some type of Oh, we're just testing to see what would be happening. Okay, well, every time they uh, they run a drill, it seems like that exact drill ends up happening on that exact same day at that same time. So um, the bottom line for us, what it comes down to, is when when your government says something to you, more than unlikely it's the exact opposite that's happening. <laughs> yep. Or when your mainstream media says something to you, more than likely it's the exact opposite that's, that's happening. So, um, you know, it's great to find guys like yourself and, uh, and a lot of these other groups and people that are, you know, we're getting more independent media coming out here and people talking about important discussions that need to be talked about and, uh, you know, waking people up one by one. Uh, we wish it could be millions by millions, but one by one is going to have to be the way it goes. Definitely. And, and let's just accept their, the official story for a second. I mean, they they had cell phones, obviously. They, they could have, you know, used all this NSA stuff, which they were, but they didn't manage to get these guys. And then they uh, ramp up these police efforts, but... A lot of times the FBI engages in undercover operations where they uh, go after mosques and, and try to bait vulnerable people to planting, like, fake bombs. And they, they did this one where they planted a fake bomb at the Federal Reserve and then they, quote-unquote, foiled it, um, which makes me think that they want to say that people who are against the Federal Reserve are terrorists because we foiled a terrorist attack at the Fed of New York. Like, what do you, what do you make of them trying to make people like you or I who are against... Uh, you know, the banking institutions and everything like that look as terrorists while we are all completely peaceful and and voluntary uh, associating people. 
Yep, yeah, it's, I mean, it's, I think that's the, the tactics that have been going on for centuries. You know, anytime that you have people who are awake to, uh, you know, tyrannical means and are trying to rise up and do something about it, there's only a few things you can do. One, uh, kill them all. <laughs> yep. uh, two, discredit, discredit them all. You know, um, so they do everything they can to discredit people. You know, they'll call us conspiracy theorists and all that kind of stuff. When we just laugh when people call us conspiracy theorists because we're like, you, we, you realize that the official story came from a group of people who sat around and gave you that story, which is basically a group of people that's conspiracy. Yep. <laughs> that they, and they gave you that main story. But because I'm asking questions about it, like, I'm this crazy guy. Yep. Like, okay. I, but these questions make absolute sense. Like, you know, I mean, for example, with with September 11th, yep. you know, how does a how does a tower fall free fall speed? You know, ten seconds. You yep. know, speed of gravity. How does that happen? You know, oh well, I hit, got hit by a plane. Well, I understand that, but the, the path of greatest resistance is straight down. So they're telling us about this pancake method that every floor hit every floor. Okay. That means every floor that hit the next floor, it would slow down, mm-hmm. get slower and slower and slower, and probably not even collapse all the way. <laughs> you know, but if if you gave like a story problem to our kids in grade school and gave them all the right information, they would have all come back here and be like, "This this story problem doesn't work out right." <laughs> you know, you know what I mean. So uh, yeah. people people are intelligent, but when we're in these big groups, uh, we share energy. You know, so when we get hit with that, you know, that shock and that awe of something that happens great like that, like a huge wave of energy just crushes everybody, and we kind of all fall into that boat. And it's not until later, you know, until the majority of people start asking questions like, and that's if they ever start asking questions, mm-hmm. um, because, again, they're just in that shock. You know, their brain goes into a certain mode and they got tunnel vision. Um, but thank God somebody came along and tapped me on the shoulder, you know, and started waking me up. And now it's, you know, it's my duty uh, to start doing the same stuff, you know, walk around, tap people on the shoulders and wake people up one by one and talk about important things and see what they know and, you know, try to get them active as well. Definitely. And, and and even going to the investigation and the trial, you have the president and the vice president not testifying under oath. You have Henry Kissinger. He has to resign because he, he couldn't prove that he doesn't have ties to the bin Laden family financially through oil in Saudi Arabia. It's just, it's just totally wacky. And, 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 and then, then they're building up this uh, police state for uh, obvious boogeyman that they're, they're building up for the public. So I know you guys, uh, we talked about cop block, but what about Oath Keepers? You know, the notion that if 50 plus 1% of people in Nazi Germany just used their brains and, and spines and consciousness and said no, a whole bunch of atrocities wouldn't have happened. What, what do you make of just the ability of, of people to be able to do more than just follow orders, to be able to make qualitative judgments about the morality of their actions? Well, it's uh, it's not an easy road because we all have different roads when it comes to that. A lot of it has to do with our upbringing, you know. Because again, it's the constant conditioning. You know, if we're uh, if we're all conditioned in truth and justice means and all these positive, real things versus all the negative stuff that we're filled with constantly, you know, we'd be in a much different world. Um, but the problem is, is as these kids are getting educated when they grow older, they're getting educated by the state you know, for the state. They're not getting educated um, about the real stuff, about, you know, about the emotions, about the real things that happen, about how, you know, about banking, about these other things that are important 
Uh, they don't learn about, uh, you know, they don't learn about like the what really happened in the Depression and what really happened with uh, Nazi Germany in World War II and how they started. You know, like they don't learn about all this all this extra stuff. They, uh, they're, you know, hey, stand and salute the flag and uh, absorb. Just, just remember everything that we teach you. You know, just remember it and pass the test, and then you're a good American citizen when you when you leave our school. <laughs> yep. You know, but. Uh, I think I think that if you have more people, um, like you were talking about back in, in World War II, man, if there was if if Jewish people were you know resisting, you know, unfortunately, if you're going to be violently obtained, you have to violently defend yourself. Uh, but I think if you had a lot of these Nazi Germans that were going into homes and you know getting injured or getting killed, then they probably would have stopped. them like, no, nah, I'm not going in this next house. Mm-hmm. You know, hell no, man. Like. You've been hearing about all these people, you know, about all the other guys going into houses and getting shot or getting, like, I'm not going in. Yeah. You know, we're done. But, uh, and the unfortunate, like, we're, we are absolutely peaceful people. Um, but when violence knocks at your door, you, it's hard to peacefully resist violence. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, violence is the last resort to anything. But uh, as good people, you have to be prepared to protect yourself against against evil, mm-hmm. you know, and sometimes um, the only way to do that is when evil comes through your door with an automatic weapon to put him to sleep, <laughs> you know, but uh, that's the unfortunate thing, and I think that uh, people need to get more educated on what's real and start thinking for themselves again versus just absorbing and uh, remembering all the things that are taught to you that are, you know, crap actually so opening the mind back uh, opening the mind back up and asking questions and searching for answers and and hopefully finding them yeah and going back to how you say you know the the school conditions people and and teaches them history that that isn't relevant you know i never learned in school that george bush's grandfather laundered money to hitler i never learned that paul warburg one of the architects of the fed laundered money to hitler's ig farben bank via via the Swiss, which uh, explains their neutrality. I mean, it just, like, hold new doors open that might cause a lot of people to scratch their head and, and look at the real enemy, like, you know, how you say the, they play the good guy and the bad guy. They they play both sides because both sides are profitable. You know, the arms dealer yep. no, knows no well, they're they're, 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 prof- they're profitable, and they offer more control. Uh, all, I think, I believe that ultimately it's about control. It's not about profit because we created money. Like, yep. money isn't really anything. We had to, We had to create it. Uh, so it's about control. These people, these people at the top that control the money, you know, like money doesn't mean anything to them because so they can just print more of it, yep. you know. So it's all about controlling us. And, and, and while we get lost in the whole money program, they know what it's all about. It's all about control because, well, they're the ones controlling the money <laughs> that, that that we're all buying into, you know, which is a big reason why we believe in voluntarism. You know, like I would rather volunteer my time for, you know, my life and for my family's life and for my friends' lives and for my community's lives. And I would rather volunteer my time to benefit, you know, the people directly around me in my community rather than volunteer my time to the state, (laughs) you know, to the state directly, to the authority directly. Like, uh, you know, volunteering my time to the people is something I will always want to do. But volunteering my time to this authoritative state that, does whatever it wants to my brothers and sisters whenever it wants. So, like, I don't want any part of that. Oh, for those that just joining, I'm speaking with Adam Armstrong. He's the vocalist uh, of Rebel Inc. Talk about um, 
uh, what you guys are doing right now. Uh, uh, first, uh, tell our listeners about some of the releases you guys uh, have put out so they can know where to find your music, as well as you guys are on tour right now. Uh, wh- what are your tour plans uh, going right now and, and into the future for the rest of the, the this upcoming year? Well, uh, right now we're actually we're getting ready to play State College tonight, and then uh, we got some dates coming up. We're, we're playing with Alien Ant Farm in West Virginia this Sunday. Um, we just recently played with Chevelle uh, and Fuel, and we got a we got a lot going on. The band is really growing. Um, recently, uh, VH1 Classics That Metal Show uh, named our new album Soundtrack to the Revolution the pick of the week. Uh, and ever Sweet. since then, like it's been, we've, we've been getting a lot of, uh, a lot of love from all over the world. Um, and also we played, uh, breaking the set with, uh, Abby Martin on Russia today, cool. uh, you know, not long before that. So it seems like, uh, just in the last few months here, um, uh, between those two things happening, um, we've been getting a lot of press coming our way, uh, and a lot more people interested in what we're doing. But uh, we, you know, our main goal is to uh, to get out there and get in front of as many people as we can uh, to spread the music any way that we can. Uh, so we do offer like some free downloads on our website at rebelincmusic.com. That's rebelincmusic.com, uh, and then you can order anything that you want directly from the band. You can either download directly from us. You can pick up the. We got two albums. Uh, you can pick up either one of those, and uh, the new one is Soundtrack to the Revolution that came out in uh, November of last year. Uh, and actually, one of the guys on that metal show named the album the number one metal album in 2012, nice. like beating out some huge, you know, some huge names like Stone Sour and stuff like that. And we're just like, "Are you kidding me?" <laughs> you know, he named us the number one metal album of the year. So it's uh, it's it's nice to see that there are people even in the industry that are uh, that are awake to some of the things that we're talking about. And they're awake enough to the point where they want to. They want our music to get out there to more people, to smack some more people in the face, and say, "Wake up! There's real stuff going on, and you need to, uh, you know, start getting on board with it." Yeah. But uh, lots of good things. Lots of good things happening. Um, you know, we're going to be touring over the next couple months. We've got West Virginia dates, uh, Pennsylvania. We're going to be at our hometown, Baltimore, Maryland, in, in August. We're going to be in Philadelphia. Uh, we're going to be all over the place. So the uh, the tour schedule is up at rebelinkmusic.com, as well as links to you know to iTunes, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube. Uh, so for people that don't know, go to the website, check it out, and uh, you can pretty much find out whatever you need to know about us. So are you guys playing anything on on the West Coast, area, uh, California area? We're uh, we're really trying. Uh, that's one of the hardest parts about being an independent band. Yeah. Is uh, you know we do all this on our own, and you know we got to work forty hour a week jobs just to get out there and play three to four shows a week, uh, and of course be able to pay our rent. You know, yeah. um, but uh, we've been getting a lot of requests to come out west, so we're just again trying to, you know, hoping that somebody's either going to come along or we can find a way to financially make it happen, and uh, you know spend a couple weeks out there, maybe a month or two months or. You know, we're we're also talking about maybe just getting a small a small tour bus or a small RV and just making that our new home. Period. You know, and just living on the road and trying to make things happen. So it's uh, the time is now. You know, for this kind of music, it's it's the time was 20 years ago. You know, yep. um, so we're we're behind. But uh, you know, in this kind of society, you're always behind. So we got some ground to make up, and uh, we're gonna do whatever it takes to get out there to. Uh, to everybody that we can and we will be seeing the west coast and we're hopefully going to be doing it within the next year awesome uh and 
Uh, did I hear uh, one of your guys' songs uh, in the soundtrack for the Silver Circle movie? Yeah, yep. Uh, 909 Revolutions, like the, uh, there's the song to like the opening, the opening scene or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of, it's... And I, I feel, I feel, I feel terrible because I haven't seen the whole movie yet. Like I saw like the pre, I saw like the pre-cut before it was ready to go to print. Like they still had some things to change. Uh, I saw that pork fest out in New Hampshire awesome. uh, last year, last year, and uh, but I didn't get to see it yet. So I'm looking for. I'm, I'm gonna have to download it off my iTunes and uh, and watch the full movie. Yeah, definitely. It's kind of it's kind of it's a, it's set in 2019, but. I, I'd say the only difference is, is uh, from now and, and then is just that the police aren't pretending anymore. And that they still wear, you know, the government shields, but in, in the movie they wear Federal Reserve Police. I mean, that's kind of what they're, they're protecting and serving the banks and the corporations and the government bureaucracies instead of the people. Just they're still pretending. <laughs> what do you make of, of that kind of dystopic vision of the future? Well, it's, uh, it's the unfortunate thing is it's reality, you know, and... Uh, you know, a hundred years ago, people, they knew what it was like to live under a tyrant. And nowadays, like we talked about the desensitization, uh, people aren't really aware, at least in this country, what it's like to live under a tyrant. But that day is going to be coming very quickly where that realization is going to be inevitable for them. Mm -hmm. um, you know, and again, they're either going to submit to their fear and fall prey to it, or they're going to you know, obtain courage and bravery and they're going to fight for, you know, they're going to fight against it and they're going to resist. Um, but it's, it's a, it is a, it is a uphill battle. It's the future is dismal if we let it be, you know, it's uh, it is only going to get worse before it gets better, especially if we don't do anything about it. Um, and, and I don't have children and, you know, maybe one day I'd love to have children, but, uh, the world that we're living in right now, um, it's a scary place to bring them into, you know, yeah. but, uh, even without myself having children, like I think about all the people that, you know, all the brothers and sisters across the country that I love, even though I don't even know them, that, you know, their their children deserve a brighter and better future as well, you know, as well as themselves. And, you know, hopefully down the line we can, uh, you know, get more people together to start doing the right thing and start, you know, fighting for the right thing rather than just laying down and taking whatever's given to them. Yeah, and children in, in other parts of the world that are a uh, victim of our... Uh government or not our government but the government's drone strikes yeah yeah absolutely you know and again that you know a lot of that stuff stems from you know all the way back to who controls that money supply yeah. <laughs> you know and who who want and you know they they they're looking for you know imperialism they want they want to take over as much of the world as they can and they're going to make all of us suckers and they're going to actually have us do it for them Yep. You know, so they don't got to get their hands dirty. It's going to be the blood on our hands. It's going to be our nightmares. It's going to be us not being able to sleep for the rest of our lives. It's going to be us committing suicide because we can't live in the world that we created anymore. You know, it's it's not them. It's going to be us. Yeah. And uh, you got to realize that, uh, you, you know, do you want to be you or do you want to be a puppet? Do you want to be what somebody else wants you to be? So you got to make that determination. The, the revolution starts in your own mind first and then branches out from there. Definitely, and, and, and it's kind of like what, what you said, the desensitization, it's, it's like the opposite of a revolution. People are just submitting to it. You have a reporter on CNN after the Boston bombing thing. He said, please cavity search me to make me safer. It's, it's, yep. it's insane. 
Yep, yeah, and then you have you have parents that'll go on to talk shows like Oprah or whatever and say like, yeah, I got my kid fitted for the RFID chip. Yep, it, you know, so that way, like, if my if my child ever gets kidnapped, I can locate them. Like, playing it off as like a, like, hey, parents, you should all fear your child getting kidnapped, so get a get a RFID chip put into them. Yep. <laughs> you know, it's like I'm 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 pretty sure we weren't meant to have ID chips put into us. Like, if we were, we probably been born with them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, <laughs> but. Uh, it's just, it's just crazy what, you know, people, again, you know, they're so used to living in the fear that they're scared of anything. You know, you, you don't have the the people like you did 100 years ago who, you know, that I'm going to fight back. Like, I, I'm, not, I'm not giving into this. This is crap, you know. Like, nowadays it's just like, well, I don't want to have to go through the trouble of doing this or I don't, you know, I don't want to have to go to court or I don't want to have to do this. Like, no, go. Go do it and fight them. You know, don't, don't lay down and let's take whatever they give you. You know, go in there and resist. Use your rights. You know, know what your rights are and use them. Mm-hmm. Definitely. And and uh, uh, just just watch some Rebel Link videos, and you'll see uh, one of the resources there, copblock.org. Peaceful means while we while we still have the the ability to do things peacefully, especially with the internet. I mean, uh, in this in this time with the internet, ignorance is a choice, and uh, uh, it's great that bands like you are using art. Uh, to 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 do such a thing, and, and for those just listening, I'm speaking here with Adam Armstrong, vocalist of the band Rebel Inc. That's I N C. Uh, check out their music at rebelincmusic.com. So, uh, do you have any final thoughts? And again, uh, feel free to plug the uh, the website and the social media. And if if you guys are doing anything in the future, as far as another album or something like that. Yeah, we're uh, well. We're, uh, we're we've got some new tracks that we're working on right now. We're not exactly sure whether or not we're going to you know release a single here and there, or we're going to release you know a, a, like a three or a six song EP, or if we're going to do another album, you know, full album yet. Um, you know, we just released the last one in November of last year, uh, and it's been getting great reviews already. So it's like we're we're going to try to get around on that, and hopefully get across the country a couple times with it. Um, but we are still working on some new music. Um, to put out there to people and uh you know we talk about some of the newer stuff where you know kicking the door down and people coming in and raiding your guns and raiding your home and all that kind of stuff so yeah. we're going to be touching on some other topics that uh you know ourselves and a lot of other people are very passionate about um but uh all i can tell for other people man if uh if you like music that has a meaning to it uh that is thought provocative um that makes your brain move uh, and that makes your body move. Um, you know, check out Rebel Ink Music. I think uh, I think the people, especially that are upset with the world that they live in today, will really grab onto it and uh, get those free those free downloads from the website and email them to friends or whatever you want to do. Uh, the most important thing to us is that people hear this music, and uh, you know, hopefully it inspires them to uh, to become you know better people or to stand up and fight for themselves. And fight for you know for their brothers and sisters and their community and just do the right thing you know and that's the bottom line if we're all doing the right thing then there's no way we can go wrong. Definitely, very very great words of wisdom there. Uh, I've been speaking here with Adam Armstrong, vocalist of the band Rebel Inc. Again, it's www.rebelincrebelincmusic.com. Adam, thank you again for joining the program. Alex, I appreciate you having me on very much, man. Thank you for everything. And if you missed any part of the episode, the podcast will be up tomorrow on iTunes. Just search for Free Thought and look for Free Thought AAC or listen to the LRN.FM weekly podcast loop. I want to play two songs by Rebel Inc. 
first one is called Police State. The second one is called 909 Revolution. Right here on KKSM AM 1320, The Radio Revolution and LRN.FM, The Liberty Radio Network. Richard Gage of Architects and Engineers for 9-11 Truth is at the top of the next hour. Right. 
KKSM. Helping listeners like you to become less like you. The Radio Revolution. Hey, this is Serena, and I host Sunday Morning Java and Jazz. Get up with the sun and grab a paper and a cup of coffee and join me as we explore new jazz, old jazz, Latin jazz, and smooth jazz. We will update you on jazz events and concerts coming to our area and share interviews with the greatest artists in the jazz world. That's Sunday Morning Java and Jazz right here on KKSM AM 1320, your radio revolution. Are you tired of governments murdering people around the world? Stop using their money. There is an alternative. Bitcoin is a stateless, free market, non-political currency. Bitcoin cannot be inflated or controlled by any government. By using their money, you are helping the state. Stop doing it. You have an incredible alternative available now. Learn it, use it, spread it. Get started with Bitcoin at WeUseCoins.com. That's WeUseCoins.com. Hey, Am I driving okay? I think we're fine, yeah. On your radio at AM 1320, on your TV at Cox Cable 957, and online at PalomarCollegeRadio.com. KKSM, the radio revolution. Welcome back to Free Thought Radio. My guest in the last hour was Adam Armstrong, vocalist of the band Rebel Inc. If you missed any part of the episode, podcast will be up tomorrow on itunes just search for free thought and look for free thought aac and subscribe there Uh, my guest in the next hour is richard gage founder of architects and engineers for 9-11 truth but it is time for the news now this top of the hour's news brief is brought to you by peace news now with derek J. One ounce of silver is $25. One Bitcoin is $130. Peace News Now is brought to you in part by friends of WeUseCoins.com. Learn about Bitcoin at WeUseCoins.com. As Obama gets ready to tell the military to go blow things up in Syria, groups of brave peace lovers there have formed human shields around prospective U.S. targets. Syrian people of all stripes and political affiliations are standing together, singing songs and holding signs reading, Hands off Syria, over our dead bodies, no more American bombing democracy, and one sign that read, quote, Iraq, Lebanon, Gaza, Libya, stop! They're calling on Washington to halt its march to war and insist they're ready to die if it doesn't. They don't know when or if the missiles will strike, but they say they'll stay as long as it takes. These people are angry to learn that a foreign power has plans to drop bombs on their country. One protester said, quote, We don't want what they did in Iraq over the chemical weapons claims to be done in our country. Most protesters have gathered at Kasun Mountain because it's a symbol of Damascus and Syria. It's also the home of military equipment and is expected to be targeted. Perhaps it'll dissuade a drone bomber from blowing up innocent people if he knows they are down there dancing with children and playing music. Just because people are dancing, don't mistake Syria for a free country. Protest is entirely unwelcome and results in torture and death. Syrian dictator Bashar al-Assad gave a speech in Hama on July 2, 2011, when the Arab Spring was beginning to take root. 
In response, the singer Ibrahim Kashush led a crowd in a chant against the dictator in the streets of Hama. Here's a clip of that momentous occasion. <laughs> Ibrahim Kashush was reportedly killed the next day by regime mercenaries. They cut his throat to try and stop his chant from spreading. But that's old world technology, and while violence worked to crush resistance in the 20th century, the 21st century is a new century. And it's the age of digital information. The man may be gone, but the videos and the ideas have only grown. The YouTube video of this chant has been seen all over the world and continues to rack up thousands of views per day. Are you confused about what's going on in Syria? There's a terrific article you should check out called Nine Questions About Syria You Were Too Embarrassed to Ask. Did you know, for example, that Syria's borders were drawn by European colonial powers in the 1920s? I guess those borders weren't drawn on the map with much concern for the cultures of the people living there, because Syria has been in the middle of an extremely violent civil war for some time. Fighting between government forces and rebels has killed more than 100,000 people and created 2 million refugees, half of them children. Stay tuned to Peace News Now for updates on U.S. military adventurism in the Middle East. This story brought to you by friends of blockchain.info. Download the free Bitcoin wallet at blockchain.info. A video sent to PNN recently features a black woman retelling a story of racial injustice that she experienced. She was at a checkout counter at a grocery store where a register clerk had just accepted the check of a white woman without question, but doubted to no end the legitimacy of this black woman's check. The white woman noticed this double standard and asked the clerk why she was giving this other customer a hard time about her check when she was given no trouble at all. When other customers overheard this, they gasped and condemned the actions of the clerk. The manager came over and all was explained to him and eventually all was made right. If the black woman had complained, she may have been perceived as argumentative. However, since the white woman complained about the injustice of another, the complaint was given legitimacy. The moral of this story is that it's not only possible to use one's privilege to draw attention to injustice, but that it can be particularly effective. Remember this, and speak up for your fellow man today. Peace News Now is on the next news network, and is brought to you in part by friends of WeUseCoins.com. I want you to share this episode, and if you enjoyed it, send some Bitcoin to donate.peacenewsnow.com. I'm Derek J., reminding you that peace is the way. And Peace News Now is also on... LRN.FM and the weather outside in San Marcos, California, 71 degrees. Traffic, let's see the problem areas. None in the area where you can listen to KKSM. So that has been your news. Going to take a quick break. Then we'll be right back with Richard Gage of Architects and Engineers for 9-11 Truth. KKSM and LRN.FM. KKSM AM 1320 Oceanside, radio.com Free Talk Live, the show where anyone can call about whatever they want. And we do mean anyone. The first point is, it's legal and that's important. Now my question to you would be, they gassed Jews legally in Germany. Was that a good law? 
Well, I don't know. I don't live in Germany. Come on. You don't know? You don't Fuck? know whether it was a good idea to gas Jews? You don't know whether it was a good idea to incarcerate Japanese Americans during well, what, World what War II? What does that have to do with them crossing the borders of the United States I'm asking you, it was legal. I'm making America. a point, and I'm drawing a parallel, and it's a clear parallel, and you're dodging it. Do good people disobey bad laws, Buck? No. Good people do not Criminals. disobey bad laws? Criminals dodge the law. B- Buck, oh, wait a second. What if they outlawed guns in your state? Would you turn yours in, Buck? Oh, absolutely in a minute. You would? Well, I'm <laughs> yeah. sorry. You're a fascist. Yeah. Bye. Free Talk Live, seven nights a week from 7 to 10 Eastern, live on the Liberty Radio Network at LRN.FM. Let's see why the government's cracking down. Introducing the two drugs that are legal, alcohol and cigarettes, two drugs that do nothing for you whatsoever. And drugs that grow naturally upon this planet. Drugs that open your eyes up to make you realize how you're being f***ed every day of your life. Those drugs are against the law. <laughs> Free Thought Radio, waking you up to the fact that you're being screwed by the system every day of your life since 2010. Only on KKSM AM 1320, the radio revolution, and LRN.FM, the radio network, Media.org. Welcome back to Free Thought Radio. I'm your host, Alex Fiddle. Mondays, 6 to 9 p.m. Pacific Standard Time on KKSM, Oceanside, AM 1320, Cox Cable, Channel 957, the radio revolution, streaming live at freethoughtmedia.org, slash live, and podcasting on LRN.FM's Weekly podcast loop and on, on iTunes, just search for Free Thought. Free Thought AAC is like the number one, uh, I think it's sorted by popularity on, on when you search for Free Thought podcast with the keyword. So I'm pretty proud of that. When fearless journalism. Now I interviewed uh, investigative journalist Ben Swan and other fearless journalists not too many weeks ago. And I was very excited to see that he was taking on uh, the Rethink 9-11 campaign. It's Rethink911.org. Uh put on by a large coalition of, of different organizations, such as Architects and Engineers for 9-11 Truth, uh, given that all this, uh, you know, Snowden, NSA stuff, wars, I mean, we're not even trying to, or sorry, not we, that's a Freudian slip. They, they, the government, are not uh, trying to even justify uh, the Syrian intervention as tied with 9-11. It's just they, oh, a humanitarian uh, crisis. But they're using the AOMF, which was uh, a post-9-11 uh, increase of executive power to be able to unira- unilaterally invade other countries. Now, isn't it important that we know the full facts about September 11th? Uh, I, I, I do think it is. I, I think there is a definitely a realm uh, where it is talking about facts. You know, you could go into theory, uh, which I don't. I don't even want to try to jump to conclusions as to who or or anything like that or, or that I know exactly everything that happened. Neither does the government. Their little book, the 9-11 Commission Report, that's a big conspiracy theory as well. So definitely theoretical. So theoretical, they forgot to mention a third building that collapsed that day. Uh, so And, and the architectural uh, problems behind that collapse and how they try to ex- explain it uh, or, or have an excuse as to why... Uh, the building collapsed. So uh, we're, I'm going to talk to a person that is an engineer, uh, has an engineering background, works with 2,000 plus engineers, uh, plus the fa- the families themselves are the main people that have been pushing for this truth. 
you know, like unlike Fox News try to tries to claim, oh, you're desecrating the families. Well, the families are the are the biggest pushers of this. So uh, this is my next guest from architects and engineers for 9-11 Truth right now. Joining me now is Richard Gage. He is a member of Architects and Engineers for 9-11 Truth. Richard, welcome to the program. Thank you, Alex. It's an honor to be here. No problem. So, so tell us a bit about yourself, uh, your, uh, your background in engineering, uh, science, and, and uh, architecture, uh, and your involvement uh, with other people uh, that, that um, do the same background. Well, I've been an architect for 25 years, Alex, and I have been, uh, oh, I was shocked when I saw the buildings coming down, of course, just like everyone else. I had no idea that that uh, that uh, a high-rise building could come down. In fact, no high-rise building has ever come down by, by fire before or jet plane impacts or jet fuel, so we didn't know what to expect. The experts told us, this is a gravitational collapse. Um, but in, in fact, the evidence shows something entirely different. And the 2,000 architects and engineers that I represent are demanding a real investigation. And uh, they are going to Congress uh, for this investigation because that is the path we have been provided in our Constitution to seek um, uh uh, justice, and we uh, we will pursue it uh, until we have uh, have to go to other options. Um, we're looking for a real investigation that has subpoena power, that um, is takes testimony under oath, that analyzes all the evidence which we have not seen on the mainstream media, but only on stations uh, that are courageous as yours, in order to. Um, uh, get to the American people the truth. In fact, that's where I heard on free speech radio for this evidence uh, that amounts to the proof uh, that all three World Trade Center high-rises are, uh, in fact, uh, explosive controlled demolitions. Let me explain why I'm saying that. Sure. The, the third tower that came down on 9-11 is a 47-story skyscraper that in the afternoon of 9-11, well after the other towers came down, uh, drops suddenly, smoothly, symmetrically, straight down into its own footprint at just about free-fall acceleration. This is just as fast as a bowling ball falling off the side of this tower. And so everybody intuitively knows, architects, engineers, even school children, that this is not natural but caused by explosives that are placed throughout the building and synchronistically timed floor by floor. Mm -hmm. That's the only way that you can remove all 80 columns on each floor that have to be removed all at once. So otherwise this building would begin to fall over. Uh, mm -hmm. And so... And certainly you mentioned the interesting statistic that these are the only high-rise buildings to be collapsing in, in free fall speed. Um, uh, and even uh, the Empire State Building itself had a plane fl flown into it by accident in a foggy night. Uh, talk a bit about uh, why these are the only three towers to have done such uh, such a thing, uh, e even if whether by, by planes or jet, just uh, fires or, or jet fuel alone. Well, planes and jet fuel, of course, are the reasons, official reasons for the twin towers, and that's completely implausible because they also fall. 
uh, in the first four seconds, the upper portion of those buildings above the point of jet plane impacts is completely uh, destroyed in something similar to what we saw see at Building 7 on our website. By the way, you can see these buildings coming down. It's ae911truth.org. That's ae911truth.org. You can see that the, the towers... Uh, our, our, the upper portion is completely destroyed, and then what happens is the complete um, a series of explosions heard and seen by hundreds of first responders and others at the scene. In fact, 118 first responders describe bands of explosions, flashes of light, and um, uh, all the way around the building, they describe, and then seeing, as we do on the videos, these Structural steel sections hurled laterally at 60 miles an hour. Laterally, not down. Gravity works down. These land 600 feet in every direction. In fact, there's no pile of columns other than a two-story pile at the bottom of either of these. In fact, there's 110 floors that we'd expect to see stacked up at the bottom of a gravitational collapse, certainly mangled. But all of that concrete, 90,000 tons of it, is pulverized in midair with these explosions heard by the first responders. and Not the, just by the first responders, but you also had a local like CBS affiliates and Fox affiliates with their reporters out on the scene saying that you know, they've heard explosions and everything like that. Yes, and they're included in our DVD, which is called 9-11 Explosive Evidence Experts Speak Out along with 43 technical experts, architects and engineers, including high-rise architects, structural engineers, metallurgists, physicists, uh, fire protection engineers, controlled demolitions experts, all laying out this evidence piece by piece for both Building 7 and the Twin Towers. And in the Twin Towers, what's incredible is that throughout this dust, concrete powder that is laid from river to river in a four-inch thick high blanket, uh, we have what's documented by officials, the USGS and R.J. Lee, an environmental consulting firm, they find up to 10 tons, as you extrapolate it, in the dust of these small iron microspheres, the diameter of a human hair. Uh, where did molten iron where did molten iron come from to create this? Well, it had to come from the event itself. Ten tons of molten iron uh, being atomized in, in an explosive force. Uh, well, molten iron is the byproduct of thermite. Thermite is an incendiary used by the military to cut through steel like a hot knife through butter. There's no other source for these, and in fact, the chemical analysis of them shows the signature of thermite uh, with aluminum mm -hmm. and silica, definitely, and so, elemental iron. So, so let's uh, talk about uh, uh, scientific freedom and the, the 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 sanctity of the scientific method. You know, being peer reviewed. Why are people self censoring themselves, and why are they suppressing information such as, such as yourself, which delves into the the NIST reports, which delves into uh, Underwriters Laboratory, uh, you know, certifying the steel as you know completely fireproof. No, not even jet fuel burning at the degrees it did uh, would do such a thing that it did. Uh, talk a bit about, uh, first, the scientific freedom aspect and then uh, breaking down the NIST reports and, and where the, the temperature of steel plays into this. 
Yeah, pretty interesting because we're talking about uh, evidence that cannot be disputed. It can be disputed, but it cannot be refuted uh, because uh, the melting point of steel is 2,800 degrees. As you mentioned, jet fuel can only melt, uh, well, only burn 600 degrees in open open air, according to its manufacturer. And office few office fires uh, are hydrocarbons. You know, basically they they only burn maybe a thousand degrees. So uh, we're talking about much much hotter temperatures here. In fact, there's molten iron pouring out of the south tower ten minutes before its collapse. There's molten iron in the found by in pools below all three towers. The first responders say flowing like lava. They've never seen such incredible evidence. The the beams are partially evaporated, according to the FEMA author, Jonathan Barnett, a fire protection engineer. No explanation as to how that happened. Um, this is extraordinary evidence, as is the destruction of it. Uh, after two weeks, it's been carted away in truckloads, at 400 truckloads a day from Building 7. Exactly, so, and on the subject of scientific freedom, um, in a crime scene, does it make any sense to take away the evidence? It does if you have something to cover up, and apparently they did. So I can understand uh, why this was done. Uh, I can understand why the media is trying to cover it up. Uh, it turns out, uh, as I found out, I'm an architect, not a, not a media critic, but I did find out that 90% of our mainstream media seems to be uh, owned by the same people who own most of the arms industry, the oil industry, the banking industry. Uh, these these uh, companies uh, profited enormously from 9-11, so we certainly want an investigation uh, following the chain of hierarchy up, if you will, uh, through these corporations, particularly defense contractors who were brought in by NIST, the National Institute of Standards and Technology, to control the investigation because they were themselves involved in the invention of nanothermite, uh, this high-tech incendiary found in the red-gray chips throughout the uh, uh, all of the dust. And they say, well, we found no evidence for explosives. Well, they acknowledge later that they never looked for it. You can't find what you're not looking for, mm -hmm. and they appear to have put the wolves uh, in charge of the sheep here in this investigation. Talk a bit about what NIST's findings were and what, what uh, you see as the flaws were, and just with, did they uh, flaws in the scientific method of just uh, going uh, past you know what is truly considered to be uh, exact science. In the case of Building 7, NIST tells us this building came down by normal office fires. Well, there were a few scattered small fires in the building, uh, but they could not have brought the complete uh, shattering of the structure uh, and the built, brought the building down as it did. So they uh, erected an elaborate computer model uh, in which they try to, quote, approve how this building came down. Uh, well, there's a number of problems here. Their computer model data is not accessible. They will not release it. They claim that the releasing of it will jeopardize public safety which is, of course, ludicrous because we have architects and engineers who were responsible for the public safety who need that information. Uh, they claim also that uh, a girder was pushed off of its seat on the 12th floor uh, off of column 79 uh, by these long span beams and because of the hot fires there. Well, those fires were shown uh, by the photographs to have been out 
an hour before this building came down. So the beams could not have expanded. Uh, the, in fact, the beams are tied uh, to the concrete through studs. They could not have even expanded. The girder it was found later to have been tied to the concrete slab up above it, so it could not have been pushed off of its seat. And even if all that were true, we couldn't have had floor 13 falling on floor 12 because it was held up by other girders. And we couldn't have had the, the massive... Uh, pancaking collapse inside the building without some reflection of destruction in the perimeter structure of building seven that would have we would have had granite breaking on the outside when massive window breakage none of that occurred the building just drops straight down into its own footprint so the, the NIST's uh, effort to deceive uh, the engineers uh, w w was surprisingly effective because it was so complicated, thousand, at least a thousand pages uh, of obscuring of what really was going on here. And fortunately, there were people involved in calling NIST out and telling them they were lying about the freefall of this building. Uh, they finally had to admit that, therefore, in their final report, uh, there were uh, people from AE 9-11 Truth, who, uh, including David Chandler, a, a physics teacher, who basically forced them to publicly acknowledge this, but they did not acknowledge the implications of a free-falling building, meaning that all 80 columns had to be taken out all at once, virtually, on each of at least eight floors, because this building fell at free-fall for at least a third of its fall. This is extraordinary proof of controlled demolition. Mm -hmm. For those just joining, I'm speaking with Richard Gage. He is the founder of Architects and Engineers for 9-11 Truth. Uh, so, I mean, I only found out that a third building collapsed, I mean, just only a few years ago. Uh, it seemed to completely escape the mainstream media. Uh, it also seemed to completely escape the 9-11 Commission report. Uh, talk a bit about uh, what the significance of that is. Well, it, it, it did. Uh, in fact, the 9-11 Commission didn't even mention the third worst structural failure in modern history. Um, they were supposed to have a complete uh, accounting of the major events at 9-11. And so this has been covered up. And we talked about the possible reasons for that. Um, the, the architect and engineers who are willing to look at the evidence find that we have indeed been deceived by these reports from NIST and we've got to have a real investigation that accounts for the science that shows that these are controlled demolitions. In fact, even the owner of World Trade Center 7 himself, Larry Silverstein, uh, acknowledged curiously enough publicly on PBS TV a year after 9-11 that uh, they they gave the order to pull, and they watched the building come down. Mm -hmm. well, that's very interesting. How, how how long does it take to uh, rig up a, uh, a a controlled demolition? Could it have happened five hours uh, within the a whole emergency going on in nine eleven, or or uh, would it have been have to have been rigged up uh, sometime in advance? Yeah, we're talking about dozens of operatives uh, taking months to perform such a massive undertaking. Uh, one needs to have access to the core columns and beams in the building. In the case of the Twin Towers, 
such access could have happened as a result of a, uh, a, a an undercover operation such as an elevator modernization uh, which would give them access to the elevator shafts which is immediately accessible to those core columns and beams uh, in fact we did have such an uh, an independent excuse me uh, a, a a, a retrofit of the complete system, the largest elevator modernization going on in that's ever gone on in history. Uh, Ace Elevator had the contract, so we certainly wanted an, an investigation of Ace Elevator and their activities, as well as the security company Stratacom, Securisec. Isn't that owned Se by Marvin Bush? Actually, I think it is. Um, uh, I think I said it backwards too. Uh, Securicom and Stratasec. Uh, they went out of business after 9/11, as did uh, Ace Elevator. Went went bankrupt. Um, so we've we, we there's a lot of investigation need here at the World Trade Center and throughout the rest of 9/11, where there are, are huge holes in the official story, many of which are researched quite well by researcher 9/11 researcher David Ray Griffin mm -hmm. in his series of ten books. And you certainly mentioned uh, uh, leaseholder Larry Silverstein admitting uh, that they that they gave the order to pull, and then they watched Building Seven collapse. Um, talk a bit about how he uh, he pulled out a, an insurance option on all three trade centers to include the coverage for terrorist attacks. Well. Uh, indeed, uh, he did have some great insurance, which one would expect, I, I guess. These are terrorist targets, the World Trade Center towers. Building 7 wasn't necessarily a terrorist target. Um, he did have $125 million of his own money, mostly borrowed, as it turns out. Um, but he did, and, and so he leveraged the rest of it. Actually, um, the public, uh, he was due to pay that money back uh, from rent. Um, to the public. 5.68 billion is what he collected though on that meager investment of 125 million with no obligation to pay back the public. Um, just an effort to rebuild. So there are many questions about his involvement here which are outside the scope of the architects and engineers Certainly. who, who uh, we do and try to stay narrowly within our uh, area field of credibility, which is buildings, mm -hmm. and there is enough there to, uh, to to totally focus on. In fact, we have a 12 city wide, um, $225,000 outdoor ad campaign and grassroots actions around the world uh, to bring to the attention to the American people. Um, and the question on the ads, including the ad over, towering over New York Times Square is, did you know a third tower fell on 9-11? Rethink911.org. The evidence may surprise you. And so that is the question that we will be uh, seeking answers to as we gather at 520, the time of Building 7's collapse, uh, on 9-11-2013 in a couple of days here. We're very excited. We have some speakers, uh, including Dr. William Pepper, who is a 9-11 advocate uh, and uh, an attorney. Uh, Cynthia McKinney, former congresswoman, uh, who has been 
a champion of 9-11 truth when she was in office in the, in the uh, House of Representatives, uh, and several other very important speakers right underneath that billboard in Times Square at 520 on 9-11. Definitely. Uh, talk a bit about how it was actually the families of those that died either in the main uh, World Trade Center buildings or, or World Trade Center Building 7 that are actually the most that are behind this. Because you have, you know, Fox News uh, and other stations, you know, spewing their, their hate out saying, how could you exploit, you know, the death and the tragedy like this when it's the people that actually, you know, had their own fa family members die that are on your side. Uh, talk a bit about that. Well, there's one family member whose son, Bobby, died in the lobby of the South Tower. Uh, his father's name is Bob McIlvain. He will be speaking along with us. His uh, uh, charge of justice is, I know my son died of explosions. Uh, he has massive, overwhelming evidence of explosive, explosive destruction in his body. Uh, of course, explosions are denied, every one of them, by the official story. They are not mentioned in the official reports, and yet there are, are hundreds and hundreds of witnesses, as we, as we discussed, of explosions, including in the lobby and in the basements of the World Trade Center towers. In fact, before the plane hit the building, at one of the buildings, the first building, there are explosions going off. Uh, this is extraordinary. The family members have started the 9-11 Truth Movement, and there are many of the family members who are demanding justice still, including Ellen Mariani, uh, Lori Van Aken, uh, Kristen Britweiser, the Jersey Girls, who were starred in the documentary 9-11 Press for Truth. Definitely, and... And uh, I'll talk a bit about uh, specifically the families uh, r r around the people that uh, that died uh, in Building Seven. Uh, they they especially are the ones most affected by this because they, I mean, going back to the commission report, it, not even one word mentioning this, and they they have people died uh, because of it. Well, theoretically, the official story tells us that no one died in Building Seven because they were evacuated after the planes hit the in the, the uh, Twin Towers. Uh, there was uh, a gentleman, uh, Barry Jennings, mm -hmm. who worked on the, in the 23rd floor of the housing department, uh, which was an emergency uh, center for all of New York, and this what they called the bunker on, uh, on the 23rd floor. He and Mayor Giuliani's attorney, Michael Hess, were, went back into the building not realizing it had been evacuated, uh, but they got stuck on the eighth floor and were not only hearing explosions throughout the building, which again, which are unreported or undocumented but in the official story, but experiencing them, they were blown, uh, he says, back up into the eighth floor. The stairwells were being uh, taken out uh, by these explosives. So this is extraordinary. I'm not aware aware of other families or family members uh, talking about uh, loss in Building 7. Um, I, I heard about that. I was watching uh, uh, Geraldo Rivera on Judge Andrew Napolitano's show. And, uh, he said he was, uh, Rivera was like a advocate for, uh, for f maybe it was just uh, the, the families that you're referring to that, that had their uh, people die in the first two towers also advocating for Building 7. I may have gotten that confused. Yeah, that's what it sounds like. Uh, most of the family members are talking about loved ones lost, all of them, in fact, mm -hmm. uh, in and around uh, Building 7. Mm -hmm. uh, excuse me, uh, the Twin Towers. Mm -hmm. 
Uh, definitely. So, uh, uh, why do you why do you think this anniversary is so important um, to get this uh, investigation rolling? I know uh, you, you mentioning the families again. They uh, were steadfast in, in making sure that you know people were held under oath. Unfortunately, that didn't happen with President Bush or Vice President Cheney. Uh, they were actually responsible. The families of the victims were actually responsible for kicking Henry Kissinger off of the commission because he couldn't answer no on a question of, do you have any ties to the bin Laden family in regards to oil and everything like that? He, uh, you think that would be an easy answer, but he couldn't even answer that. So he's kicked off. Well, why do you think that, that, that this is very important and, and how that ties into the rethink nine 11 campaign? So we need justice. Well, we, we need an investigation that is not compromised by individuals such as those in the 9-11 Commission that were compromised by their involvement in investments uh, in, in, in lobby, lobby, uh, uh, lobbyist uh, relationships with the oil industry and the arms industry. Uh, we've got to have an uncompromised, unimpeachable investigation. We don't know where we're going to find such an investigation. We may not get it with the U.S. Congress. We won't get it until the American people uh, are become aware and educated of the facts about these three skyscrapers, uh, which uh, could not have been brought down by 19 fundamentalist hijackers in airplanes because the entire structural system of these three skyscrapers was shattered from top to bottom, obviously, with explosives or incendiaries. Uh, so we, we, we've got to have an investigation that acknowledges the scientific forensic evidence. And um, we, the American people maybe, I believe, are the key to demanding such an investigation. If Congress won't get it, uh, then we're going to have to bring con people into Congress who are not compromised, who will provide the, the, uh, the, 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 the truth, uh, access to the truth on behalf of the American people that put them into power. Mm -hmm. And you certainly talk about uh, hard scientific evidence neglected facts like reporters on the ground saying that they experience explosions people like barry jennings or the various people who experienced the explosion before even one of the first planes hit uh why do you think that it's important uh to differentiate between theory and fact because there you know what the government put out with the 9-11 commission report that is certainly a big conspiracy theory so much they don't even mention a factual event of a third building collapsing uh that that we're not saying that we know exactly what happened but there's plenty of puzzle pieces that show that there are many many logical holes such as building seven why do you think that uh that we need that uh this is not theory that this is actually fact well the evidence is very clear and overwhelming that these three skyscrapers were in fact blown up with explosives, uh, really incendiaries, particularly in the case of Building 7, explosives and incendiaries in the, in the case of, of the Twin Towers. This is um, a, a theory which is back, backed up by facts as opposed to the official conspiracy theory, uh, which the facts completely contradict, uh, especially those facts which the mainstream media refuses to air. And we've discussed the reasons why they might not be 
uh, willing to air the facts, who owns them, etc. So it is the American people, once again, that are the key to the problem. And they can choose to uh, stay in front of their televisions and be fed only the propaganda, if, you'll, if, if you will, uh, that is fed to them on, by the mainstream media. Or they can look on the Internet and do some independent research and find out the facts uh, in the destruction of these three towers and wake up and put people into place who will represent them and give them the truth. Definitely. Uh, for those just joining, I, I'm speaking here with Richard Gage of Architects and Engineers for 9-11 Truth. Do you have final, any final words on, on the subject? And, and again, where can people find uh, AE 9-11 Truth and the Rethink 9-11 campaign online? Yes, I'm encouraging all of your listeners to join the Architects and Engineers for 9-11 Truth and 9-11 Truth activists across the United States and around the world on and around 9-11, uh, which is starting right now. Uh, there are lots of things that can be done. Uh, you can write your congressman. You can write letters to the editor. You can get our action alerts by signing up for the newsletter at ae911truth.org so that you're informed and that you can see all the different things that you can do, including handing out flyers on the streets, carrying banners, wearing the T-shirts, having the hats, rethink911.org, and be sure to sign the petition at rethink911.org and see what the latest actions are, including our massive uh, gathering underneath the billboard in Times Square on 9-11, where we will have uh, Cynthia McKinney, Dr. William Pepper, myself, and several other activists uh, laying out the facts. And we're delighted that Ben Swan is covering this. Awesome. That Russia Today picked it up uh, on Truth Seeker program uh, with Daniel Bushel. Uh, Actually, I, I interviewed Ben Swan not too long ago on my program. He's definitely a very valiant journalist. Yes, yes. We're very excited to have his, him covering uh, the truth about this. It's, it's seeking its way up into the mainstream media. And it's all of us that have to take an active role, because if we're going to have peace, then we've got to have 9-11 exposed. The wars go back to 9-11. The loss of our civil liberties all go back to 9-11. The problems in our economy, most of them go back to 9-11. It's set up all of this. If there's any question about 9-11, then there's major questions about all of these things. We've got to pull the rug out from underneath these injustices that and foreign policy disasters uh, that 9-11 started. Mm -hmm. And we're certainly not even trying to connect uh, Syria and Assad to 9-11. We're just using the, or I wouldn't say we, I would say they, the government, are using just the AUMF just to to use that 9-11 war power to go there. So uh, it definitely is a very important cause. Richard Gage of Architects and Engineers for 9-11 Truth, AE911Truth.org and Rethink911.org. Thank you very, very much for joining the program. Oh, you're so welcome. Thank you, Alex. I really, really appreciate the opportunity. And if you missed any part of the episode, you can check out the podcast at iTunes. Just search for Free Thought and look for Free Thought AAC. Uh, but joining me now is... Uh, uh, a local organizer that uh, one they're from one of the groups that are a co-sponsor 
of, of, a, of a coalition of different groups that are uh, doing an event at SDSU on 9-11. Uh, I'm joined now by Yaz Manley of Citizens Aware and Asking, A-N-D, Asking.org. So Citizens Aware and Asking.org, they're going to be uh, part of the Rethink 9-11 event at SDSU with the banner, uh, the the billboard, Did You Know a Third Tower Fell on 9-11? But Yaz, welcome to the program. Hi, thank you. And I actually have my Citizens Aware and Asking partner, Omar, on the phone with me. And um, we, we're, we're really glad that, to take this interview. Thank you. No problem. So tell us a bit about the event, where it is, when it is. Um, and you guys are reaching out to the Union of Concerned Scientists and Scientists of the... Uh, of the SDSU College of Sciences Department. Yeah, actually, like, like Richard said, that um, there are lots of things to be done, and, and this is just one that we find a particularly viable option. Um, Rethink um, 9-11 Coalition, um, Citizens Aware and Asking, um, was with that coalition at its inception, and um, we are, are glad to be taking this action, and we feel like there's, there's a missing piece, and I'm going to have Omar explain what, what our aim is, and then I'll tell you about the who, what, when, where, and why. Sure thing. Well, hi. <laughs> Welcome to the program. Well, thank you. It's good to be good to be with you guys. Um, basically, what we're what we're trying to do is ask questions of the scientific community that have answers. You know, right and wrong answers. Scientific questions. Uh, you know, they're largely mathematical and they can be answered. And uh, what we're doing is trying to uh, present this to the Union of Concerned Scientists and other sort of organizations which should be able to provide an answer and, and get them to actually do that. So, um, so that's basically what we're doing. We're, we're, gonna, we're trying to enlist students in uh, science programs to, to kind of help us ask the Union of Concerned Scientists to encourage them to ask their professors uh, in their science classes, uh, you know, are these valid questions? Um, uh, you know, what are the answers? And, and then to have them also review the answers that the government has provided, you know, vis-a-vis the NIST report, that sort of thing. And, uh, and in particular, to have them uh, provide opinions or positions on the published papers, like the Herod and Jones paper, uh, Active Thermitic Materials in World Trade Center Dust. You know, is that good science? Is that, is that uh, bad science? You know, we, we're not trying to put an answer in their mouths, but we, we do want to know what their what their opinion is, and we want it to be an informed opinion. We want to know that they've reviewed the government studies. We want to know that they've reviewed the published literature, uh, that they're aware of the evidence that's out there, and then give us their, their opinion. So that's what we're trying to accomplish. Yeah, and we're actually calling it a persuasion event because we're not really rallying. We're, we're just inviting um, some, some input and, uh, and, you know, the Union of Concerned Scientists is a particular target for us because they claim to be our scientific advocacy watchdogs. And yet, to date, if you go on our site, you'll see how their positions are un- underfunded, unqualified, or unconcerned is the stance taken by both the Union of Concerned Scientists and the American Society of Civil Engineers first on the scene during, you know, the events. So if these are the answers we're getting and we're citizens put in the middle between what is considered pejoratively conspiracy theory when the official government conspiracy theory is released we yeah. would um, encourage the scientists to weigh in so that they can solve the issue for us if they have the answers yeah definitely and, and talk about the significance of 
of, uh, you know, uh, rethink 9-11. Why is it important that people even know that a third building fell? Because I didn't up until like barely even a few years ago. That's exactly it. I actually, um, I've been going on the campuses. I've been talking to professors. Many of them vaguely recall a building. Um, uh, I'm in touch with um, most of the media, uh, every public television network um, affiliate um, throughout the nation. And many of them don't even recall there was a third tower. And if they do, they think it was a small building with a lot of debris. They don't recall it was a skyscraper the significance being 47 stories tall. And, so, and a significant, uh, like, uh, CIA and other government outposts, which probably, you know, has some uh, good uh, architecture in, into it. And actually, I have a photo up now on the webcam uh, for those that can see it. Um, BBC, the channel, has actually been sued by a, a satellite carrier, so, somebody like that. Um, they've been sued uh, for reporting that WTC-7 collapsed before it actually did and i have the image the screenshot of the reporter talking when you could see wtc7 still standing in the background um, yeah well that, i mean that that footage uh is just pretty pretty well known at least within the sort of 9-11 truth community and there was actually a number of stations that reported that that building collapse early um including fox news uh one of the affiliates um so yeah that that occurred i mean uh, but we're more than more than that. Our, our particular focus is, is like I said, things that that can be answered sort of mathematically. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Definitely. So we're we're you know we're certainly interested in in the fact that uh, World Trade Seven collapsed in absolute freefall for a significant portion of its collapse, and actually from the initiation through the first ten stories or eight stories rather, hundred feet. Um, so we want to we want to ask engineering departments, structural engineering students and professors, uh, you know, what does that signify? Mm -hmm. You know, how, how, is, how, is, uh, how are the, the laws of motion preserved uh, and that be a natural event? You know, or, uh, let me just say a non-engineered event. Mm -hmm. um, so those are the kinds of questions. But, yeah, there, no, there's a number of anomalies, uh, where, you know, which include the early reporting and, and you know, the subsequent statements by Larry Silverstein and others, but, yep. but uh, you know, our, our particular focus is, is scientific questions that have actual mathematical answers that we can ask to scientists and say, you know, this isn't politics, this isn't conspiracy theory or, or not conspiracy theory, it's a, it's a question in structural engineering, you know, it does, must this be an engineered event? Um, you know, and again, to say the, the Jones and Herod paper you know, they, they produce a very compelling argument that, that nanotechnology-derived explosives were pre are present in the dust. And, and uh, our question is, is, the, is their methodology good? Is the science good? Um, and, uh, and then NIST has uh, a number of reasons why they didn't examine the dust for, for these kind of explosives. And, uh, and our question to the scientific community uh, you know, are these valid reasons for for not uh, pursuing further study? Mm -hmm. So, primarily, you know, it's questions that have answers. Um, is like this? Not it's not necessarily. I mean, we certainly believe that the 9/11 did not occur as, as we were told. But 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 our primary focus is, is scientific questions. 
Sure. And also there's this, this illusion that there's this big controversy and dialogue, but to date we have the scientists that may risk it all and come out and they're marginalized and alternate scientists, engineers, architects, and then there are the silent mainstream scientific organizations. So there's not an ongoing dialogue or an, even a sense of vettedness to the NIST report. And so we can't, we can't even get these scientific organizations to go on record vetting or saying that with the full weight of their credentials that they believe in the scientific integrity of the government report, including the ASCE. They don't have qualified engineers to respond to a report that they champion funding for. Actually, actually, that was the president of the American Society of Civil Engineers who told us he was unqualified even to read the government report on a building collapse, which we, which we found just, you know, preposterous. And, and, and so then that's the kind of response we're getting. And the same with the Union of Concerned Scientists. We, you know, we, we see on our website they could very easily shut us up but just by saying we're wrong. But they, they absolutely will not say we're wrong. Um, and they won't say the government is right. All they will say is, is we are basically unable, unwilling to answer this question. Unqualified and unconcerned. Would you consider? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's exactly the answers we've been giving. So we're, we're trying to persuade some, some participation among academia, which we actually have some interest. The poli-sci department has expressed some interest. And um, some of the academics I met with on campus the other day have expressed some interest in the science area. So. Um, we're going to be at a particular point, and we encourage people who would like to have these questions answered to come join us. Definitely. And um, uh, what, what do you think that makes about, you know, self-censorship and, and how that affects the, you know, what the scientific process and the scientific method is supposed to be? I asked this of Richard. Well, what, what do you make, a, you know, isn't scientific freedom supposed to be about everybody pitching into this peer review dialogue? Yeah, I mean, it's, well, I mean, even below beneath that and more fundamentally it's about curiosity you know science is science is organized curiosity really is what it is and and it's that they their people self quash their curiosity so you suspended curiosity suspended curiosity is what we're noticing here exactly so so you know you see something that's just anomalous you take a look at tower seven's collapse and the question is, could that happen naturally, or was it engineered? And and then it, and then it stops right there because, and I think fundamentally it may just because people on some level know the answer. Mm-hmm. So and they don't want to know the answer. They know it on some level, and they don't want to know it on a tangible level, perhaps yeah, on a deep level. I mean, because it kind of tends to be kind of life changing in, in, in a sense. You know, at least you're put in a position where you you have to make a real choice as to whether. You're, you're just going to ignore it, and are you going to do something? And it's difficult, you know. So, so talk about the event tomorrow. Um, it, it is on SDSU's campus. It's kind of like in between. Uh, you know, it's near the sciences mm-hmm. department. Talk about uh, where people can find it. Um, okay, so it's Wednesday, the 11th, I think. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, at 11 a.m. on 9/11, we're presenting seven questions to many of the science students, and some of the science students are already excited and saying they can't wait to have their professors look at them. But it will mm-hmm. be on the campus at STSU um, at 11 a.m. on Wednesday, 9/11. And it's called the Persuasion Event, and we're just uh, encouraging interest and dialogue among mainstream scientists, the Union of Concerned Scientists in particular, and on a subject that's been long considered taboo. And so um, it's going to be at San Diego State College of Science. It's right between the GMCS and engineering buildings. 
and if you go to our website, um, we do have a map provided. It's uh, not easy to navigate around that campus, but you'll see the GMCS, and then you'll see the engineering buildings. In between there, there's a nice shaded arbor in uh, a tree area, uh, and we'll be right there. And and uh, we're inviting anybody, and in particular science-minded people, to come along because we don't have the answers, and, and we're not insisting that we're, we're right. We're insisting that we ha- we're concerned and we have questions. Mm-hmm. And then the website is Citizens Aware and Asking. That's A-N-D, asking, not no ampersand. Uh, uh, so citizensawareandasking.org. Uh, do you guys have any final words on, on the issue of uh, rethinking 9-11 in regards to especially Building 7? Well, the rethink truck, if anybody's going to go there just to be curious, it should be driving around also because participating with us is this uh, uh, other organizations that have the rethink truck, and they're, they're very fired up about this event right now. So they're going to be driving around. It's hard to drive around that campus. But um, this does, again, this is part of the coalition, and it, and it unites everybody in, in their efforts. And so look for the rethink truck, and when you see it, um, ask questions there, and then um, they will be directing you to where we are. Definitely. Well, I've been speaking with Yaz Manley and uh, Omar. Omar, uh, Omar, what's your last name? Musa. Omar Musa of uh, Citizens Aware and asking part of the Rethink911.org coalition, Rethink911.org. And I want to thank you guys again for joining the program. Thank you very much. No problem. And if you missed any part of the episode, it will be up tomorrow on iTunes. Just search for Free Thought and look for Free Thought AAC and. I want to play one song here by Frank Zappa called Trouble Every Day, and we'll be right back after that. Here on KKSM, Oceanside, AM 1320, the Radio Revolution, and LRN.FM, the Liberty Radio Network. Freethoughtmedia.org. Well, I'm about to get up sick, watching my TV, checking out the news, I tell my eyeballs fail to see. I mean to say that every day is just another rotten mess. And when it's gonna change, my friend, is anybody's guess. So I'm watching and I'm waiting, hoping for the best. Even think I go to pray every time I hear them saying that there's no way to delay that trouble coming every day. No way to delay that trouble coming every day. Wednesday I watch the riot, I seen the cops out on the street Watch them throwing rocks and stuff and choking in the heat Listen to reports about the whiskey passing round Seen the smoke and fire and the market burning down Watch while everybody on your street would take a turn To stomp and smash and bash and crash and slash and bust and burn And I'm watching it, I'm waiting Hoping for the best, even think I'd go to prayer Every time I hear them saying that there's no way to delay That trouble coming every day No way to delay that trouble coming every day Cause baby I don't need it Take your TV tube and eat it And all that phony stuff on sports And all the unconfirmed reports You know I watch that rotten box Until my head began to hurt 
from checking out the way the newsmen say they get the dirt before the guys on channel so and so and further they assert that any show they'll interrupt to bring you news if it comes up they say that if the place blows up they will be the first to tell cause the boys they got downtown are working hard and doing swill If anybody gets the news before it hits the street, they say that no one blabs it faster. Their coverage can't be beat. And if another woman driver gets machine gun from a seat, they'll send some joker with a brownie and you'll see it all complete. So I'm watching and I'm waiting, hoping for the best. Even think I go to praying. Every time I hear them saying that there's no way to delay that trouble coming every day. No way to delay that trouble coming every day. Hey, you know something, people? I'm not black, but there's a whole lot of times I wish I could say I'm not white. Well, I've seen the fires burning and the local people turning on the merchants and the shops who used to sell their brooms and mops and every other household item. Watch a mop just turn and bite them and they say it served them right because a few of them were white. And it's the same across the nation, black and white discrimination. Yeah, and you can understand me and all that other jazz they hand me in the papers and TV and all that mass stupidity that seems to grow more every day. These times You hear something it would say He wants to go and do your in Cause the color of your skin Just don't appeal to him No matter if it's black or white Because he's out for blood tonight Sit around at home and watch this thing begin But I'll bet there won't be many live to see it really end Cause the fire in the street ain't like the fire in the heart And in the eyes of all these people Don't you know that this could start on any street in any town In any state if any clown decides that now's the time to fight For some ideal he thinks is right And if a million more agree there ain't no great society As it applies to you and me Our country isn't free, and the law refused to see if all that you can ever be is just a lousy janitor. And unless your uncle owns the store, you know that five and every four just won't amount to nothing more. They'll watch the rats go across the floor and make up songs about being poor. Blow your harmonica song. Listening to KKSM AM 1320 Oceanside. Aren't you tired of governments murdering people around the world? Well, stop using their money. 
There's an alternative. Bitcoin is a stateless, free market, non-political currency. Bitcoin cannot be inflated or controlled by any government. And by using their money, you're helping the state. Stop doing it. You have an incredible alternative available now. Learn it. Use it. Spread it. Get started with Bitcoin at WeUseCoins.com. That's WeUseCoins.com. Free and Equal Elections presents United We Stand Festival. Revolutionary music performances by Public Enemy. The Siren. Are the resistance the re- Golden State Dartiana Morose I don't want a police state I just want love and liberty and more Mind-blowing guest speakers like Jesse Venture. We were deceived and lied to about these events for political purposes or whatever it might be. Our media today is into creating the news rather than reporting it. And that's very dangerous. Whenever government says they're going to keep you safe, get ready because you're going to lose your freedoms. Abby Martin. Look around. For as long as I can remember, this country has been at war perpetual war against an invisible enemy. There are nationalistic rituals held to celebrate an authoritarian government, one that you can't question without being labeled anti-American or a traitor. And it's up to you, me, and the freedom of our minds to prevent it. I'm the lion. The U.S. government doesn't want the U.S. media to report negatively. We need to really step forward and focus on the elephant in the room here, and that's the propaganda and and sometimes lies that the American public is, um, they're, they're being lied to. Peter Joseph. It's going to take a new approach, a parallel uprising of power to shift the tide. And whether we're aware of it or not, this is happening slowly right now around us in the world. And the question is, where are you in this interest? Jill's time. One third of Americans are now living in or near the poverty level. That so many are in poverty while the wealthy few are richer than ever makes it clearer than ever that it's time for real change. Gary Johnson. I would end the Federal Reserve if given the chance, but that's Congress giving me the chance to end the Federal Reserve. Stop printing money. What we need to do is bring about full transparency to the Federal Reserve, which ending the Federal Reserve brings about, because we're on the verge of a monetary collapse. Ben Swan. The creation of Al-Qaeda wasn't Islamic fundamentalism, it was the CIA. Why are we giving Al-Qaeda fighters money and weapons to overthrow yet another government in the Middle East? Today, our government claims they're freeing the people of Syria. Tomorrow, if history tells us anything, we will be killing and wounding civilians in airstrikes and then referring to them as collateral damage in a war with an enemy who we brought to power. 
Christina Turbin. But if you go back to the origins of the Constitution, uh, you'll see there's no mention of corporations, no mention of parties. What I'm learning here at Free and Equal Elections is that parties really don't work. I do foresee a huge movement of independent, the youth out there, 1828, everybody running for office is so much bigger than the, the presidential election, those state, federal, congressional, and at Free and Equal Elections, we're going to unite those people across the spectrum. Also confirmed, Dan Johnson, Sabrina Fendrick, Josh Tully, Elizabeth Zero, Mason Allison, Richard Mack, Dad the Warriors, Tyrell Venture, Amelia Robinson, Brittany Logan, Bryant Moy, Cindy Sheehan, Kimberly and Foster Gamble, Sean Stone, Jessica Cohn, Lee Camp, Justin Weeds, Freddie Sayers, and more. United We Stand Festival, October 12, 2013, University of California, Los Angeles, www.unitedwestandfest.com. Hey, everybody! You're listening to KKSM AM 1320 on your radio. We ain't one at a time in here. We're mass communicating. And worldwide on the internet. Ooh, they have the internet on computers now. At palomarcollegeradio.com. Oh, yeah. Welcome back to Free Thought Radio. Monday, 6 to 9 p.m. <clears throat> Sorry, Pacific Standard Time on KKSM, the Radio Revolution, and LRN.FM, the Liberty Radio Network. Did you know that in 2012 on the campaign trail, Joe Biden said, if Romney wins, we'll go to war in Syria. <laughs> and how well did that work out? <laughs> Although, of course, I was saying that if we elect either of them, we're going to be going to war with Iran, and Syria is really a backdoor to a war with Iran. So I want to quote Major General Smedley Butler here from his book, War is a Racket. Quote, Yes, they are getting ready for another war. Why shouldn't they? It pays high dividends. End quote. So Kerry, John Kerry, is telling Congress that Saudi oil sheiks will pay for the war to unseat Assad if Congress doesn't. And now U.S. ships are in the Mediterranean, quote, fully ready for a potential serious strike. And hey, Russian and Chinese warships are also in the Mediterranean as well. Here's a quote from Ron Paul. We're getting sucked in with a false flag. Uh, sources are telling Russia today that Syrian rebels, so the rebels, the ones that the United States is funding and Israel is training. So these Israeli trained Syrian rebels are actually planning to attack Israel with chemical we weapons from Assad-controlled territories as a false flag to make Israel go on a full-fledged attack against Syria. Now, Israel has already had three airstrikes against Syria so far, and that's already an act of aggression. They, the U.S. and Israel have already initiated this war. Uh, Assad didn't do anything. Uh, not, I mean, he, certainly, he is a dictator and a tyrant, but who is going to replace him, and why the hell should the United States and Israel 
and Saudi Arabia meddle in the foreign affairs of other nations when, again, most of the Syrian people are asking them not to. They want Assad out, but they certainly don't want al-Qaeda to replace Assad. And al-Qaeda is this sort of cohort that is backed up by the U.S., Israel, and Saudi Arabia. Lindsey Graham has been scaremongering his Charleston supporters. He says, quote, support a war with Syria or Iran will nuke Charleston. Now, uh, curiously happens at the same time that as U.S. nukes are being moved to Charleston. And a Syrian woman also blasts Senator McCain over the war. And Senator, you know, Senator McCain from the right, you know, religious and whatever. Why is he supporting this war when Christian villages are being decimated by the Al-Qaeda-linked Syrian rebels that the U.S. is backing with money and guns. Now, curiously, Senator McCain is actually takes a lot of money from the Rothschilds. Uh, the Guardian has been reporting that uh, one of uh, McCain's recent trips to London uh, had a uh, had a like event that was hosted by Nathaniel and Lord Jacob Rothschild. Uh, coincidentally. Israel had granted the first Golan Heights oil drilling license to a company that is advised by Dick Cheney and has shareholders Lord Jacob Rothschild and Rupert Murdoch. And at the same time, Pelosi has been using her five-year-old grandson to sell the war with Syria. Now she says, quote, uh, My grandson asked me, that it, it, do I is it a yes or a no on a war with Syria? My grandson's asking me if I support yes or a no on a war with Syria. So Pelosi goes on to continue what she says to her grandson. She says, uh, "Well, it, look, grandson, it's not really a war; it's an action." <laughs> to which her grandson replied, "Oh, I think no, no war with Syria." To which Pelosi said, "Quote, well, they've killed hundreds of children there, so we have to do it." End quote. Okay. <laughs> First of all, she thinks that because we lob bombs from the sea, not boots on the ground, but from the sea, bombs from the sea or bombs from airplanes, oh, that's just an action. That's not a war. Okay. <laughs> okay, so uh, I would consider that a war, but, but let's forget about that for a second. What about their saying, what about how she says, oh, Assad is killing children over there? So, so it's okay when the United States kills children with drone strikes. Or when Israel kills Palestinian children with the white phosphorus chemical weapons they used against Gaza not just a few short years ago. Or when the United States used depleted uranium in Iraq just a few short years ago. Or Agent Orange or atomic bombs. Okay, but, but Syria, oh no, they can't use it. That's a red line. Now, Zbigniew Brzezinski is saying that alternative media programs, such as myself, are slowing down the potential for a war with Syria due to public outcry against it. Strangely, Senator Al Franken is actually more hawkish on the war with Syria than Michelle Bachman, who routinely scaremongers, oh, we should be so scared of Islamists and Sharia law. Now, Syria, the Syrian government, I don't... The, are welcoming Russia's offer to put any chemical weapons it may have under international control. Though, of course, much evidence does point to the Syrian rebels, which are backed by the U.S. and Al-Qaeda-linked, they, that they're the ones in control of the chemical weapons. So those are just a few headlines on Syria. I was actually at a protest outside of Susan Davis's office, and there was a counter-protest of people who supported the military intervention 
And uh, they were Syrian people. And I'm not going to say, I'm not going to question as to whether they were genuine or, or not, but you looked at the signs and they had Amnesty International and Human Rights Watch logos, all kind of, you know, George Soros related uh, kind of organizations. Uh, and George Soros is, of course, a huge Zionist uh, supporting, you know, Israel's uh, backdoor war to Iran, which is taking out Syria. Um, and of course, they were chanting that they supported the Free Syrian Army, which is connected to Al Qaeda. And I'm not saying that I'm against Al Qaeda for any sort of Islamophobic reasons. No, I'm against Al Qaeda because it is funded still to this day. Um, uh, maybe only certain chapters, like the ones in Syria. Uh, obviously, everybody else is kind of a loose cannon. Uh, that, that's the problem with creating groups like these. But the U.S. and Israeli commandos and Saudi Arabia commandos and in intelligence are all helping out the Free Syrian Army, which is Al Qaeda linked, and the Al Nusra Front, which is also Al Qaeda linked. And they, they've actually the, the Al Nusra Front has this Christian village, historic Christian village under siege, and where Christians, Jews, Muslims, Alawites. All live in peace under the Syrian government, despite of how oppressive Assad is. And yes, he does need to go, but not at the hands of some people treating it like a chessboard, like the the the, the foreign policy war hawks interventionists do. Uh, so we should not fall for this. Um, most of the people actually in Syria are holding up signs saying, "No, uh, the U.S. should not bomb us into democracy." And it was funny how this counter-protest was saying, oh, we need, this is the war to end all wars. This is the war for democracy. Haven't I heard that line before with Iraq, with World War I? <laughs> you wonder why they had some high, highly paid logos on those signs from Amnesty International and Human Rights Watch, which uh, have uh, kind of wishy-washy records. Uh, of actually, and this is not a humanitarian intervention. Don't buy the humanitarian, so-called humanitarian rhetoric. A war is a war, and this is about financial dominance. This is about the petrodollar. Otherwise, the U.S. dollar would collapse. I mean, it is eventually going to collapse, but they got to use the military might to just to hold on to it one more second. So you could just go shopping one more weekend long on credit, uh, pumped out artificially by these elite bankers on Wall Street. So beware for their false flags. Beware uh, that they, that the U.S. and Israeli-backed Syrian rebels and Saudi-backed Syrian rebels, that the Syrian rebels that are trained by Israel want to go in and, and use a chemical attack on Israel to provoke Israel to get into the war, as reported by RT today. So if you see a uh, chemical attack on Israel... You know, it would be from the Syrian rebels that Israel trained themselves going into today, even. This second, all across the world. And, and hey, I had, a, I had a rabbi from Jews United Against Zionism, and he told me about stories of how Israeli commandos would plant bombs in synagogues so they can blame it on the Arabs. And hey, most of, a lot of people in Israel do not support their own government, but the United States has a hefty $30 billion in aid to go and prop up the military that, that uh, keeps up this uh, genocidal agenda and the Likud party, which keeps the political machine that administers that genocide in power. Uh, so they're, the, uh, they're, they're qu uh, offering some uh, high obstacles for those uh, in Israel who oppose their own government from making significant change other than deserting the IDF. 
we'll talk about more about that, and and, and uh, I want to talk a little bit more about 9/11 and, and my guests in the, in the second hour. But this first song is called "False Flag" by the band Sons of Liberty, and then after that is "Time After Time" by the band by the band Toxic, and then it's spelled with a K. And the you know "Time After Time," I've heard the president saying "lie after lie," and they wrote this when Reagan was on, or I guess transitioned over to Bush and Reagan. Um, Bush from Reagan, so uh, and it's all the more, it's still relevant to this day. So, uh, Toxic, one of those bands that kind of disappeared under the, the radar thanks to the corrupt music industry. So, I love playing bands that uh, the music industry uh, screwed over in the past. So, this is False Flag by the band Sons of Liberty, and then after that, Time After Time by Toxic, spelled with a K, here on KKSM. AM 1320, The Radio Revolution, and LRN.FM, The Liberty Radio Network, freethoughtmedia.org. Never-ending war For profit by the elite Evil 
approaching that unnerves me and causes me to tremble for my country. Corporations are enthroned and corruption in high places will follow. The money power will prolong its reign by working on the prejudices of the people until all wealth is aggregated in the hands of a few and the republic is destroyed. Abraham Lincoln. The key to creating hysteria, fear.
Time After Time by Toxic, and that's spelled with a K, and before that, False Flag by Sons of Liberty. And um, so in regards to the subject of September 11th, I had a, my guest uh, in the second hour was uh, Richard Gage of Architects and Engineers of, for 9-11 Truth, and, and it is he, he touches, uh, you know, they're they're calling for just a scientific freedom, no self censorship in this uh, 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 equation, um, especially with you know, the, did you know a third tower fell on nine eleven campaign? Um, and, and head over to, head over to benswan dot com with Swan with two N's tomorrow. He's going to have a special that he filmed live in New York City. Um, on that Rethink 9-11 campaign. And he was actually a journalist on Fox 19 in Cincinnati, Ohio, made a name for himself for real truth-telling, hard-hitting journalism. So, you know, this ain't no... I don't even listen to Alex Jones, to be honest. So this isn't... I don't dabble into the realm of theory. I like to look at facts and then see what kind of picture that paints. And facts, you know... Yes, Mohammed Atta was certainly at the top of that. But, you know, the other 19 guys... uh. Some of them were actually alive, you know, suicide hijackers, uh, alive. Uh, yeah, some of the, some people were added to the list that probably never even had anything to do with this. Um, just for whatever reason, I don't know. That's that's one interesting factor. Certainly Building 7, the fact that leaseholder and insurance uh, beneficiary, Larry Silverstein, went actually on television to say, uh, we gave the order to pull it. For building seven and then we watched the building collapse well as the great aaron russo once put it well uh you know he admitted to that silverstein admitted to that it was a controlled demolition well uh, you know because of all the fires that destroyed or they say that were part of building seven so if how long would it take to rig up ex- controlled demolition uh, on that one day of 9 11 because they saw a bunch of fires from the debris so oh we have to rig it up with uh, uh bring it down no, it would have to have been done many, many weeks or months in advance. And and then you go in, into um, many, many other aspects, um, such as what NORAD was doing. Uh, you know, they had uh, drills, diversions over on the other side of the country, so planes had a harder time of reaching it. But even then, they could have still reached the planes, shot them down. Um, but Dick Cheney or somebody gave a stand down order to NORAD while they were doing, you know, these exercises. So it was uh, sort of set up to fail any kind of defense mechanism of these hijacked planes. You know, and then you go to the, to the Pentagon and, uh, you know, the, the the story of, you know, the, the aeronautical maneuver that Hani Hanjor had to make. Uh, pretty much impossible that the plane would have, uh, you know, like when you play Grand Theft Auto, they kind of have good physics in it. So when you hit the plane too high, it starts to fall down, or, or do, when you do some kind of maneuvers, uh, you know, you get to see, you know, if you make certain maneuvers in plane, it loses its uh, ability to stay flying. And, and um, then, then you go into a lot, a lot of other aspects. Certainly one that I discussed on last week's show, uh, maybe not directly or indirectly, but it has to do with this uh, FBI file relating to uh, the only five people are, are arrested uh, on the day of 9-11, in connection with it, uh, were actually possible Israeli Mossad agents. Um, and, and that is actually real. You know, uh, and that's an FBI file, partially declassified, thanks to a FOIA request thrown up on the Internet. So there ain't no denying that. Um, you know, maybe some racist people that, again, I went to go say, you know, 
The Israeli government does not represent neither the Israeli people, Jewish people around the world, uh, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, you have. A, there's nothing anti-Semitic about a factual FBI file. Certainly, anti-Semitic people could take that and run with it, just like anybody could take anything and and just go off and make racial claims about it. So that's just a non-starter, logical fallacy. I don't want to hear any more ADL uh, scaremongering or, or calling. Uh, I'm I'm also sick of uh, seeing the ADL call people self-hating Jews because that's racist in itself. <laughs> To say that somebody doesn't, you know, because they think differently than the box that they want to put them in, that all of a sudden makes them self-hating. You know, that's so, you know, uh, condescending and just uh, hate-mongering. It's just hate. I uh, don't like the hate. This is all about peace and love. And, you know, not nobody's talking about collectively punishing of anybody, not collectively punishing Americans, because uh, uh, maybe the American government had some uh, role, certainly not collective punishing of Israelis or Jews, because five individuals or at least you know at the base you know those five individuals those are just henchmen um and maybe the sixth guy who owned urban moving systems dominic Souter, he's probably still a henchman too for Mossad. identifiable individuals that are actually guilty of crimes against humanity should be brought to justice i'm a libertarian i don't even believe in the death penalty uh, Patrick Henry said, give me liberty or give me death, meaning that to lose your liberty was worse than to lose your own life. To see these guys uh, maybe subjected to the same treatment as Guantanamo Bay prisoners would be justice in itself, not even killing, not no death penalties at all, like what they did to Saddam Hussein and what they're trying to do to, all the, to Gaddafi and all these other leaders. They, well, We're better than that. We're better than torture. We're better than you know, collective punishing or the racism, you know, uh, of George Bush or, or Netanyahu or, or the Saudi Arabian uh, dictators. I, I think it is time to, you know, set aside all the fear mongering by, uh, by, you know, people that want to try to call people like me anti-American or anti-whatever. Uh, forget their fear mongering because that's not a real logical argument. I learned in I learned in uh, you know the beginning of college what a what a logical fallacy is. You know red herrings. You know straw man, uh, ad hominem, etc. etc. That's all the things that they employ are logical fallacies. So how the hell can we ever get to the truth if all these fear mongers and scaremongers are using logical fallacies instead of facts and level headed conversation? So uh, I think it is time. Uh, since we're losing all our civil liberties and killing innocent people in the name uh, of an event that we don't actually know how it went down. And actually, the families of the victims are actually the biggest people pushing for truth. Despite what Fox News wants to tell you about people that advocate for th truth are exploiting the families. It's the families that want the truth. Are they exploiting themselves, Bill O'Reilly? I don't think so. Rethink911.org. Want to play a quick news break? This bottom of the hour. Oh, wait, new sounder. This one's brought to you by the Liberty Beat. Folks out of uh, Texas, the great libertarian community, uh, hosted by John Bush. I think I actually met him at a Libertopia, so here's a Liberty Beat. You're listening to the Liberty Beat, your daily source for Liberty News and activist updates online at thelibertybeat.com. John Bush here with your Liberty Beat for Monday, September 9th, 2013. Gold opened today at $1,387, silver at $23.58, and Bitcoin is trading at $118. 
Support for the Liberty Beat comes from Sons of Liberty Mint, specializing in usable and divisible silver and known for their exceptional customer service. Online at sonsoflibertymint.com. That's S-U-N-S of libertymint.com. And from Central Texas Gunworks, CHL courses, self-defense training, and firearm sales. Online at centraltexasgunworks.com. And now the news. We start today's news with an update on the case of Adam Kokesh, a liberty activist who was arrested on firearms charges after posting a video on July 4th showing himself loading and cocking a shotgun in Washington, D.C. Here's the Liberty Beat's newest writer, Brian Hagan, with the story. Kokesh has, after two months, been released from solitary confinement. That word from Kokesh spokesman Jeffrey Phillips, who says the transfer happened this past weekend, with Kokesh moved to the general population of a lower-level security wing of the jail. Kokesh is now allowed to use the phone, a right he had been denied, but visitation remains questionable. Phillips says Kokesh's mother, who lives in California but traveled to meet her son, was turned away by jail administration. Kokesh's team is working to see that change, sending a fax requesting visitation, but have so far received no response. Phone calls to the jail requesting to speak with Kokesh have been met with busy signals, a fax machine tone, and hang-ups. Meanwhile, Phillips confirms that the Kokesh-created Adam vs. the Man Internet program is on hiatus from its usual format, but corresponding content is still being generated. I'm Brian Hagan reporting for the Liberty Beat. A controversial push to bring a militarized vehicle onto the streets of Concord, New Hampshire is continuing. The Concord City Council Monday night is expected to make a decision on how to proceed with the proposal. The $260,000 cost of the Bearcat Armored Personnel Carrier would be funded by a Department of Homeland Security federal grant. It was the wording of that grant that led to much of the controversy with the application implying that members of New Hampshire's Libertarian Free State Project and Occupy New Hampshire could be potential domestic terrorists. Last month, following protests both outside and inside the council's chambers, the issue was tabled. Prior to the council's decision, testimony from 50 persons was heard, with only four speaking in favor of the Bearcat. Support for the Liberty Beat comes from Karmakazi Productions, the production house bringing you Sovereign Living the Show, specializing in high-quality audio recording and video production for the Liberty Movement, online at karmakazi.tv. And from Cabo Bob's, the first high-fructose corn syrup-free quick-serve restaurant in the country, serving Baja California-style burritos and non-GMO corn tortillas and chips in Austin at 500 East Benwide Boulevard or by phone at 512-432-1111. This is the Liberty Beat for Monday, September 9th, 2013. Be sure to check out our website at thelibertybeat.com. Beginning Monday, telecommunications company Verizon will be challenging the Federal Communications Commission's ability to regulate the Internet by enforcing net neutrality. The Federal Court of Appeals in D.C. will hear arguments from Verizon against the FCC and their December 2010 rules on preserving the free and open Internet. The rules state Internet service providers cannot block legal content and not unreasonably discriminate against lawful traffic. Verizon is claiming the FCC does not have the authority to regulate the Internet without authorization from Congress. The court's decision will greatly affect the way telecoms and ISPs do business and whether or not the government can begin regulating the Internet. A two-day campaign of airstrikes by Egyptian military helicopters continued on Sunday in northern Sinai Peninsula. The army claimed nine radical Islamists were murdered on the first day of the strikes. 
The official numbers released on Saturday were 10 killed, 20 wounded, and 15 arrested. In the two years since the removal of Hosni Mubarak, the Egyptian military has stepped up its attempts to maintain order in the embattled nation. Northern Sinai has become a breeding ground for al-Qaeda-linked fighters who have clashed with the military on a daily basis for the past few weeks. Support for the Liberty Beat comes from Brave New Books, Austin's only brick-and-mortar store carrying Tangy Tangerine 2.0, online at bravenewbookstore.com. And from Parents for Liberty, hosting their first annual alternative education conference October 12th at University of Texas campus. Speakers include Dr. Lawrence Reed, Michael Strong, Dr. Mary Ruart, and John Bush. Information at parentsforliberty.org. You've been listening to The Liberty Beat. Remember to question everything and always live free. Right on. The weather outside in San Marcos is 68 degrees and traffic problems. There is a 46 mile per hour slowdown at 78 westbound at Las Posas Road on this September 9th at 8.37 p.m. Uh, and 5 northbound at Cannon Road has a 49 mile per hour slowdown. And that about does it for your news here from KKSM for KKSM and LRN.FM here on Free Thought Radio, freethoughtmedia.org. Going to take a quick break. We'll be right back around the bend. KKSM. from the government and we're gonna solve all your problems you know what your problem is sometimes people make the wrong choices but we're gonna help them make the right choices with guns hey you're not running your business right you're not paying people enough money you're not hiring the right people you keep firing the wrong people well do it different do it different now they got two boys kissing on the tv we can't have that we can't have boys kissing boys and girls kissing girls stop it stop it now You're not doing religion right. You're worshiping all wrong and believing all wrong and wearing the wrong symbols. Well, fix it. Fix it now, damn it. Are you interested in peaceful solutions to LGBT issues? Listen to Flaming Freedom on the Liberty Radio Network every Tuesday and Saturday night from 10 p.m. to midnight. Or download any show for free from flamingfreedom.com. I'm Alex Fiddle, host of Free Thought Radio. As long as they don't feel their environment and they don't worry about it, they're not going to do anything to change it. And something's got to be done before America scarfs up the world and on it. Tune in as I break down the corporate media's myths in regards to the news and the morality of war. How are we going to keep building nuclear weapons? What's going to happen to the arms industry when we realize we're all one? <laughs> I also share genres of music excluded by the mainstream radio, such as heavy metal. And I'll tell you what, you can't kill metal. Plenty of guest interviews, from musicians to presidential candidates to screaming spacemen. Your source for independent, libertarian, progressive, and anti-war viewpoints and honest music is live. Mondays from 6 to 9 p.m. Pacific Time, only on KKSM AM 1320, The Radio Revolution, and podcasting on LRN.FM, Liberty Radio Network. 
visit the website and donate Bitcoin at freethoughtmedia.org. KKSM, the official station of the 1998 Math Olympics, the radio revolution. I want the world to know you won't beat us because we're the children of those that took the worst fall of slavery and brutality that ever lived, that ever existed. Our parents survived the middle passage. Only the strong got here and then we lost our name, our culture, our religion, and we're still here. So you may have a momentary yeah. victory, Mr. Bush, yeah. but you know Pledge no allegiance, all of the president's speeches What the industry did to Pac, they did to Jesus Raping his vocals, and then destroying the message Trying to deport us, if they can't destroy and arrest us Government, front religious, but their heart is empty Like a televangelist, preaching out of his Bentley Calling abortion murder in a medical building But don't give a fuck about bombing Iraqi children Talking like eunuchs in a fucking libretto Look at their mansions and look at your suburban ghetto The gulag, the new where they send us to live Cause they don't give a fuck about none of our kids That's why blacks and Latinos get the worst education While devils run America like birth of a nation Affirmative action ain't reverse discrimination And this is a pathetic excuse for reparations Ben Laden blow up the projects It was you, it was you Bush knocked down the towers It was you, it was you, motherfucker Say the terrorism revolves around the Quran, but that's stupid. I show you why it's totally wrong. Cause if this country was invaded and crumbled, I'd turn Harlem into a Colombian jungle. And I wouldn't be fighting for a Christian nation. I'd be fighting for survival from extermination. I wouldn't fight for Fox News, the racists. I'd be fighting for the hood, for the faceless, for the immigrants. America loves to despise, even though it needs them to make the economy rise. They feed us. Genetically modified garbage So I repetitively reload the cartridge Boston, New York, down to Atlanta Guerrilla war in the swamps of Louisiana Camera panoramas and hammers couldn't rock me East coast to west coast, you can't stop me And fuck Schwarzenegger, his pops was a Nazi And it runs in the family, so run for the Grammys Run to the coon picnic and try to pick up a mammy But half of y'all are take F trying to pick up a tranny Eddie Murphy, yes, that motherfucker's going commercial Even Interscope is getting pimped by Universal Green tootin' common lantern, a curse you and murk you But the Bin Laden slush fun remix just hurt you Bin Laden blow up the projects It was you, it, it was you Bush knocked down the towers It was you, it, it was you Bin Laden blow up the projects It was you, it, it was you Bush knocked down the towers It was you, it was you
with your bull****, just a poor excuse for you to use up all your bullets, how much money does it take to really make a full clip, 9-11 building 7, did they really pull it, uh, and a bunch of other cover-ups, your child's future was the first to go with budget cuts, if you think that hurts, then wait, here comes the uppercut, the school was garbage in the first place, that's on the up and up, keep you at the bottom, but tease you with the upper crush, you get it, then they move it, so you never keeping up enough, if you turn on TV, all you see is a bunch of what is dating so-and-so, blabbering about such-and-such, and that ain't Jersey Shore, homie, that's the news, and these the same people supposed to be telling us the truth, Limbo is a racist, Glenn Beck is a racist, Gaza Strip was getting bombed, Obama didn't say that's why I ain't vote for him. next one either, I'm a part of the problem, my problem is I'm peaceful, and I believe in the people, yeah, it's That's why I despise it We scared of almost everything Afraid to even tell the truth So scared of what you think of me I'm scared of even telling you Sometimes I'm like the only person I feel safe to tell it to I'm locked inside a cell in me I know that there's a gel in you Consider this shit belling out So take a breath and hell a few My screams is finally getting free My thoughts is finally yelling down I Never Said by Lupe Fiasco. And before that, Bin Laden by Immortal Technique with KRS-One and Chuck D. So let me just go straight ahead to the news here for some headlines. So, in state news, 
San Diego Mayor Bob Filner agreed to resign not too long ago, so that's working itself out, and there should be election down in November. In national news, the war on journalism continues with Senator Feinstein wanting to shut down press organizations like WikiLeaks by passing an actual law that defines journalism. She wants to pass S-987, the Free Flow of Information Act, ironically titled. She has claimed that WikiLeaks are not reporters at all. Wasn't America and the Bill of Rights created to prevent this kind of a tyranny where smug politicians who don't want their power threatened by the truth can arbitrarily decide that the only people who can be protected by the First Amendment are the corporate media outlets that shine the shoes of the state and spread their propaganda? This in the face of the U.S. government repealing the ban on United States propaganda. And hey... Roseanne Barr said it best when she said that there is still a pervasive influence of MKUltra on the United States media and Hollywood. The First Amendment was written so that there will never ever be a definition of a journalist. That very notion is an affront to a free press. And hey, some it's about, you know, it's claims that those who make a salary are the only kinds of people that are to be considered journalists. So that would X out me. So Someone like me would never get the protection of S-987, and it must be stopped, because this not only has to do with, uh, it has to do with drones, because uh, Chris Hedges versus Obama over the National Defense Authorization Act was about journalists being able to be killed or indefinitely detained. So please do something peacefully to speak out against S-987 before myself or Julian Assange or somebody else gets droned for not being under the government's definition of journalism. Now, that coincided with a Time magazine journalist who said that he'll laugh when Julian Assange is killed with a drone strike. Now, Concord, New Hampshire wanted a, a bear cat, um, but thanks to the uh, well-organized community of the Free State Project and Occupy New Hampshire, they were able to get 150 protesters and Concord tabled the vote on the bear cat. Organic Coalition asks the Department of Agriculture to halt open field GMO testing because loose pollen can mess up the biosphere and gene pool permanently. Despite the NSA and DEA spying, the DEA actually using the NSA to spy, Holder has been giving lip service to prison reform and another memo on that they will leave cannabis alone where states have passed laws on it. Now, they did that in 2009 with the Ogden memo. Look how well that turned out. And look at the timing of this in relation to the Syrian war. It was like Miley Cyrus, and then like a day after, it was like the cannabis thing. Like, are they just trying to win us over? And then once the Syrian war thing uh, goes along, then, oops, we didn't actually mean it. Lindsey Graham is calling for a war with Iran by the end of the summer. Well, Syria is just a backdoor to Iran, so he's getting his wishes. Germany declares Bitcoin to be legal tender. IRS is asking for AR-15s for standoff capability. Well, that is why citizens need AR-15s. The only purpose for gun control is to increase the disparity of force between police and the citizenry. Um, World Trade Organization uh, leaked memo from them, from the WTO, shows complicity in financial meltdown dubbed the Endgame Memo in the late 1990s, the top U.S. Treasury officials secretly conspired with a small cabal of banker big shots 
to rip apart financial regulation across the planet. And, you know, I don't really think that it's a problem with deregulation because regulations written by the same people that are in that industry, come on, they're, they're just making crimes legal. So, so they can't be prosecuted. So deregula deregulation be, would be worse for them because then that means they could repeal the laws that make crimes legal, financial crimes legal, and then they'd actually be able to be prosecuted. One of those would be the Federal Reserve Act in 1913. Speaking of which, the Federal Reserve holds more than $2 trillion in U.S. debt. I bet there's more than that, and I can guarantee it's much larger than that. Department of Defense training man manual depicts founding fathers as extremists, says domestic terrorists at, tend to advocate for individual liberties, states' rights, and how to make the world a better place. Well, isn't that the synopsis of this show, Free Thought Radio? Maybe, uh, maybe the DOD should just do me a favor and uh, change the title of Free Thought Radio to Terrorist Radio. I'm, of course, kidding. <laughs> Only a pea-brained imbecile... Uh, would think that makes someone a terrorist. Unfortunately, pea brain is kind of like the main qualification on the resumes of people working for Homeland Security and the TSA. Too dumb to disobey orders based on that pesky thing called a conscience. Anonymous allegedly has infiltrated the U.S. Army to uphold their oaths to the Constitution from both enemies foreign and domestic. I hope they remain anonymous. I hope that they are... They enable their fellow troops to use their conscience and objective morality rather than blindly following orders. The NSA has been spying on the UN and their own love lives. So the NSA was caught bugging the UN headquarters in New York City, as well as NSA employees have been using their clearance to spy on their own lovers. Patent shows that aspartame is actually just genetically engineered bacteria poop. So... You know, the poop coming out of uh, genetically modified bacteria is just so sweet, we have to add it to Diet Coke. I always knew Taylor Swift was a wicked death dealer. In international news, or actually uh, a few more things in national news, Barrett Brown has been denied uh, uh, access to the media. He was uh, given a, a gag order before the trial. And uh, in international news, Bitcoin kiosks are coming to five Canadian cities, similar to uh, ATM machines. And Julian Assange got 1.18% of the vote in his run for the Australian Senate with the WikiLeaks party. And he's saying that the WikiLeaks party will continue. Additionally, in international news, Israeli troops shot a Palestinian teen. Uh, have also killed three more and wound 40 in the West Bank. Oh gosh, Fukushima is continuing to leak radioactive waste. The U.S.-backed Bahraini regime is cracking down on popular protests, so much for supporting democracy in the Middle East. And uh, in other news, the Wu-Tang Clan has announced they're performing at the United We Stand Festival uh, put on by Free and Equal... October 12th at UCLA, broadcasting live from KKSM for KKSM and LRN.FM. That has been your news. And, you know, this is a pretty dark situation we've got going on with Syria and everything like that, and it could get ugly real quick. I don't want to be, like, super pessimistic and apocalyptic and say, oh, it's World War III nuclear disaster. You know, I think that uh, rumors of Russia's... Uh, 
thermonuclear threat, I think, uh, are, are just just a threat, just to be, you know, that they would they wouldn't do it. And you know what? I think it would be more likely to come from the United States or Israel or Saudi Arabia. So, I, I think given these times, it's time to be positive. It's time to not. We, I mean, it's hard. We all have our flaws and everything, but do your best to be good to other people. Not worry about petty problems, you know, first world problems or whatever. Just take a minute and just realize that we're all hanging out here on planet Earth and just have a good time. Uh, so I think that's what this last song I want to play is about. It's called A Moment of Clarity by the band Death. And actually the guitarist passed away of a brain tumor in 2001. So, you know, appreciate life uh, and appreciate other people's lives, not just people that live in American borders. Screw nationalism. Uh, stop this war in Syria. Call your representatives. Don't buy the lies. No more interventionism. You've been listening to Free Thought Radio. We're going to have a break for next week. There's not going to be a show next week. going to come back to next week. Elizabeth Imus Zero, Don Imus' daughter, and Matt McKinney of Intellectual Revolution TV. FreeThoughtMedia.org. This is A Moment of Clarity by Death. On KKSM, the Radio Revolution, and LRN.FM, the Liberty Radio Network. See you guys in two weeks.
Uh, you're listening to KKSM.